10 and 0, 10 and 0. Every one of these fingers means 10 and 0. You're watching the War Chant Game Day post game call and show, brewed up by our friends at Deluna Coffee. He's Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of WarChant.com. My name is Tom Lang, and we all together, Knowles fans, did we not? Gene Williams, right there, chief among them, just went through one hell of a three and a half, four hour roller coaster ride that ends with Florida State on top, that ends with Florida State 10-0 and for, I believe, the ninth time in program history, that ends with Florida State beating Miami for the third straight year, Whew, and it's over. It was not a – you're not going to hang that one in the Louvre, Gene Williams, but it's over now, and it's a win over Miami. That's exactly it. Um, you're not going to have a whole lot of things to be proud of in this game. You're not going to – we're not going to be extolling the virtues of whatever, anything about this game. But, man, anytime you beat Miami now three in a row – you're 10-0, you're getting to drink some good stuff, celebrate a win over the Canes, you'll take it. Um, it does, again, we, it seems like we talk about this a lot, there's things that come up that worry you in the long run. You know, you get to play some tougher competition than this, but, you know, Miami was game. I got to give them credit. I think they came with a good game plan. Um, you know, they, they got physical. They ran the ball really well against Florida State in the first half. That created some issues for FSU. But, I mean, I love the play of the defense in the second half, save for one play when even the coverage was great i still don't know how the ball got through there and just Knowles took one of the worst angles i've ever seen mm. on just a floater pass it was an absolute nothing went for 80 yards i mean that's all they the entire second half that's all they did so again we've seen this pattern before where adam fuller's defense shuts teams down in the second half to me that's really the story of the game and obviously Keon, you know kind of taking over a little bit obviously the punt return and, uh, you know, what he was able to do when they got in the red zone, which is smart for me. I'll stop all the, the nonsense you got. Keon Coleman one-on-one, keep throwing him the ball. They can't cover him in that situation. So I'm glad they finally did that. Um, so, yeah, you take the win. We're thrilled. Like you said, 10-0. and You got two more to the ACC championship game, so fans should be happy. But I get it if they're a little miff. But I'm sure anybody we ask here, would you take a seven-point win over Miami? Hell yes. You take that every time. So congrats, FSU, on the 10-0 and start. Yeah, it's a it's a little subdued by the manner in which, but I mean, yeah. we're ten and zero, guys. We're ten and zero, and and I, there's going to be room for critical moments, and there will be later in this show. I'm sure yep. of it. But Gene, you know, it's funny for me. The emotions spiked sometimes because of our job. There's like a time release. Like you, I finally got home and sat on the couch. Game flips on Clemson and um, who did Clemson destroy? Georgia Tech. Clemson Georgia Tech wraps mm-hmm. up, yeah. so they're going to kick it over to Doke. Then the butterflies start to go because I felt like before the game kicked off today, and if you can do this, if you can win this one, I, I think you're going to go to the 12-0, and 0, and I think you're going to go to Charlotte, and you're going to be undefeated. I'm not saying overlook anybody because clearly it's only a seven-point win today. I just felt like the stakes were really, really high, Gene, as in straight up this could be the moment that puts you to the playoff if you don't trip all over yourself. Well, they tripped, but they didn't trip all over themselves, right. thankfully, and it was – A forgettable day for the head coach. It was a forgettable day for the offensive game plan. It was a forgettable day for the quarterback. But we made it. We're on the other side of it, and we're on the other side of it with a win. For a moment there, Gene, and and, um, Emery Williams from Milton is uh, somebody who grew up a lifelong Noel fan, went to Miami because we have better players here, and and so that was – it's a tough conversation to have. I hope he's okay. Like that – that is – Yeah, you know, again – it wasn't like they said, it wasn't a head injury, no spine. He got up fine. It looked like he broke. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, he did something to his left arm or shoulder, whatever that was. They had to put it in an air cast. So our, our hopes for him, but it's again, I, I, the fact that he was able to get out of there and it doesn't seem like any kind of serious, yeah. you know, 
head injury or anything like that, I think is a very good sign. And I think the one thing your point, Tom, is this probably is talent. That's why you're saying that is because talent-wise, I think the rest of the way, and I'm talking even through the ACC championship game, this is probably the team that matches up with you the best in terms of talent, especially in the trenches. Yeah, Miami does not have the skill athletes like they've had in the past, but I think that defensive front and that offensive line is as good as you know they're going to see until probably, hopefully they get to the playoffs. Until the playoffs, I don't think they're going to see anybody like that. And Miami, like I said, they leaned on their strength, and we'll talk about FSU did not lean on their strength a lot of times, which is a little bit annoying. It's yeah. some of the stuff they did there. They did enough, obviously, to win the game. But again, like you said, you you got over a hurdle. It wasn't pretty, um, but you, you got the win. All your goals, every single possible goal is still in front of you, and we're almost to mid-November. Yeah, agreed. I mean, to me, this is, again, so when he goes down in that moment, and it's a 10-minute delay, maybe, it's over five minutes. I don't and know, did he, make the, did he make the first down? Because one of the angles I, I saw, it looked like his knee was down, but they had a weird angle. It sounded like they had a really good angle at the at the stadium, because I heard the whole crowd cheer yeah. when I saw a certain angle, like he was short. Because the one angle they showed from the back, it looked like that knee had gone down before he was stretching out. But I guess I, they weren't going to... They weren't going to let the game end like that. No, I don't think he got it. But my point is, so you have that delay, I'm thinking, and I'll admit it. I thought that moment, don't let Van Dyke go down the field. Don't do it. Guys, don't you do it. Because if they score, they're going for two. I really think they would have. They would have to. We've seen before some coaches without balls, but Crystal Ball probably, if Crystal Ball's not taking a knee when the game's over, he's probably going for the two. That's correct. And, and you know, you'd think about the machinations of how you gifted him three points after half. We go with the onside kick, which you could tell they saw that something was there. And it was, it was I don't mind the call. I know people are, I saw on the yeah. message boards. I see it in here. They saw it on there. And if that ball doesn't take that crazy ass hop straight up in the air, they get that play. So it was just a weird hop. I, I like it. I'm glad they saw something on film. They did everything to execute except the ball just bounced a weird way. We're going to flip roles here, Gene, because, and here's my message for Mike Norvell. I like you, but you're crazy. You're crazy, man. <laughs> I like you, but that's a freshman quarterback. That is a freshman yeah. quarterback. They just they feel like they're lifted above the clouds because they're tied at ten at the break. It was a huge swing. We're up ten to nothing. We kind of fall asleep at the wheel a little bit. They get into the break at ten ten. They feel like they're winning at halftime. The score's tied, but they feel like they're yeah. winning. You know what you can do? It's kick it freaking deep. Play defense. Put the pressure on the freshman quarterback. Dial up the heat to stop the run and see what he can do. If he can go seventy five yards again, God bless him. I don't care that it's on the film. This is for me, Gene. We're, we're reversing the roles. Read the room. Kick to the freshman. Kick to the freshman deep. And don't give them the plus field position. They get one splash play, and that's how they kick the field goal. look at that, though, in my opinion, nine times out of ten, that's going to work. And if you can get 80%, 90% on a play like that, you take yeah. it in my mind. You know, I, that's that's the way I'm thinking. But they saw in film, they were backing out of there. We practiced that thing was going to work. And, hey, the guy, not only did the ball take a weird bounce, like my guy made a great play, high-pointing it, you know, like a rebound. On, but So, I mean, everything worked out on Miami that one. I get your point, Tom. You're right. You have the better team. They have the freshman quarterback put the pressure on them. I understand your point, but again, I, the way that I think it was, I was okay with that call. It's a fair debate, but it's a debate we're having over a win. So let's circle back to that. It's 10 and oh, gee, they haven't done that in a long, long time around these parts. Been nine years. What you drinking on? Well, this is from our friend. It's called the butcher. And it's oh. from our friend, Chris and CDA who came by the uh, war Chan happy hour yesterday. And it brought, he said, we have so many great fans that come out and, you know, support us. And it's just, a, you know, we don't ask for, they want to give us free stuff. They want to give me some free, delicious beer. We'll do it. But he knew, he knows I like, co- this is a coffee stout. And apparently this has a little kick to it. I don't, they won't even list the ABV, but I guarantee oh. this is a 10 plus. 
Um, so we're going to enjoy this one. So thank you, Chris, and congrats. Lift lift your glass, Tom. Yeah. 10 oh, baby. And everybody Tana. out there, thank you. Go to for- Social, everybody. Take a social. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. There's an extra little oh, bit of salt wow. in this DeLuna beverage here, Gene. Mm. And it's uh, Miami Tears. Because on the bright <laughs> side. That's why it's on the bright side of it, we we gave them hope. They came in here, it's ten to nothing. There's no hope. And then they got a bunch of it at halftime. Then we pull away in the second half. We're up twenty-seven to thirteen. We've got the ball. There's no hope. Then they have hope again because of a ridiculous eighty-yard touchdown play, where uh, like yes, like you said, Gene. I don't know what that angle was. They had hope in their hearts, and they thought maybe, just maybe, and it didn't happen. Again, was guys. Was afraid? I mean, when I went back and looked at it, like he came uh, up, he could have just jumped and pl- gone for the ball. And look, at, oh, if I do that and I hit him the wrong way, I might get called for a penalty. So it's like, think, it's going to go incomplete. I don't want to screw something up. I think it's you're trying to avoid a kill shot for targeting, which, yeah, uh, yeah Jordan got targeted again. What the hell was that? And, oh, my gosh. Uh, and he got targeted, and they had the replay of it. They replayed it. And even the broadcast are like, what are they doing? Gene, I'll grant that, you. That dude is dirty, that Williams on defense for Miami. Yep. Not only that, he was caught trying to twist – uh Trey ankle. Benson's knee, leg, or ankle on another play. That dude should. Yep. And and Jordan Travis said uh, goodbye to him. And unfortunately, uh, a goodbye was not had. Looks like we might have lost Gene Williams' connection for just a moment here. That's an outstanding freeze frame, though. You know, he's telling Miami, get out of here. Thank you for making the drive. Now get out of here. Uh, but on that angle, it reminded me of a play that Florida State did not make in 2009. Uh, it was a Florida State USF game where there was a safety who took an awful angle. This one is also uh, kind of in the Hall of Fame there. So, to the nearly 1,300 of you that are watching on War Chanting, oh, he's back. There he there is. We go. I don't know what that was. Is that me? Did I? Did I just went? You went and you were freeze framed like this, saying, "Get out of here, everybody! Get <laughs> out!" <laughs> so, to the 1,300 plus of you that are watching, welcome to War Chant Game Day. Ooh, the land and and O football teams. Cheers. To all of you, I'm drinking some DeLuna right now. Our friends at DeLuna Coffee are fantastic. They picked one hell of a year to sponsor this postgame show, Gene, because in the DeLuna postgame era, we are undefeated. Head to DeLunaCoffee.com right now. They've got some peppermint mocha in stock for the holidays. Nicely done. They still, I believe, have a little bit of pumpkin spice left, uh, but my wife is now a fan of the Pensacola Sunset Blend, which is delicious. I'm having a little bit of the uh, Voodoo Espresso Blend, along with some Kahlua. That makes for a nice, nice evening beverage as we're at 7.30 here on the East Coast, 10 and 0. Head to DeLunaCoffee.com today or go shopping west of I-4 and east of the Florida-Alabama border, and you go to any Publix in the Florida local section and you will find DeLuna Coffee. We expanded the phone lines tonight, folks. There are some extra lines out there. And we'll be getting to your calls in a little bit. But let's take a look at some of the stats first. Let's, uh, Florida State did not light the world on fire offensively today. This total is something that we put up in a half of football earlier in the season. Uh, let's see, Director Ben, I got it. Let's put this up. 322 yards, Gene. How about that? Only 322 yeah. yards of offense for Florida State today. What do you make of it? Was Do you think it was Miami's defensive front? Do you think it was... What, a poor play, a mix of the two? How would you assess Florida State's offense being held down on a night when, again, they win 27-20? to 20? Yeah, I think, obviously, yeah. It, Miami's defensive front was definitely a factor in that. Now, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like the way FSU called the game. It, it, again, Jordan almost always was a pocket passer. I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. 
Um, it, when he got nailed, like it got sacked three times. Every time he's sitting back in the pocket, like looking around and te- they're coming at him. I don't remember him go- hardly at all getting out on motion on throwing plays. I don't know where that was completely gone. Yep. He didn't run the ball at all. Um, they did run a ball a couple times with him, but it'd be like right up the middle. I mean, where is him running outside and having some options? And when they, a couple times they did run them, also they go to the short side of the field inside the 10 yard line where it was crowded as heck. It was, I, I Again, I, I think Mike Norell is trying to be a little conservative, but then at the same point, he did he seemed to go into Miami strengths on a lot of times. Now, that counter with Benson worked wonderfully, obviously, in the yeah. second half of that touchdown. But, man, a lot of times you're just sitting there, those slow developing plays, and you just ran it right into the teeth of their strength. And you kept having those second 11, third 12s over and over and over again because you kept running that play up the middle. I, I know you got to establish the run a little bit. You got to do that, but, man – Get him, figure out a way to get him out on the edges a little bit. A couple times when Benson got out a little bit of the tackle, he's making plays out there. Yeah. So uh, they broke out the option in this game. This was, uh, for me, Gene, this was one of those nights where maybe they got a little tricky. They got a little tricky and into their bag a little bit. They called the option on a first, third, one of the first third and shorts yeah. where the touchdowns called back because Trey, half of his foot's out of bounds of the 38 yard line or, or 39 yard line. They call the option again. It doesn't work later, but the play kind of ends up being an okay result. They call weird, like, in, uh, was it first and goal or second and goal, where you have DJ Lundy back there leading the way for Jordan, and that's a tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the shovel pass play that looks pretty awkward as he rolls to the left. Yeah, There's a, there's a lot of strange stuff going on tonight, and it, also with the, the kickoff, too, in the second half. It just it felt like a non-traditional night. So I don't know if they looked at the film, Gene, and said, we're not going to be able to win this at the trench level, and so we've got to get creative on the outside. But oddly enough, you didn't see a whole ton of shots downfield to Keon or to Johnny. Uh, you know, and, and on the one hand, if you're Miami, Keon catches four passes for 24 yards. That's that's nice. But one of them is for a key touchdown. And then he also had a game-breaking moment with a punt return that got Florida State to the 10-yard line. So on the one hand, defensively, you're probably pretty happy with how you contain Keon Coleman. But I don't know that maybe he's not 100%, Gene, and, and that's a reason. But it, it, sem- it seemed like... Outside of one key moment in the second half where he absolutely got held on the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Well, he that was a touchdown. And it was a great play by the and, defensive back because if he doesn't do that, he's scoring a touchdown on the play. And, Gene, it's an absurd swing in momentum because yeah. it's 27-13 at that point. You play. You have, there's one more play. You have a third down after the no call. And Ja'Kai catches the ball. He gets tackled after a gain of five, so you punt it. Their drive is the 80-yard touchdown on a third, third and heat. Yeah, even if he gets it down there and you get a field goal, you're up three scores. The game's yeah. over. It was their yeah. equivalent of Clint Trickett to Rashad Green against Oklahoma That's in 2011. True. It was yeah. it was the equivalent of that play. It's a prayer answered. But, you know, that was the one time in the second half where they really targeted Keon down the field, and there was no call in that situation. Yeah, I, I, did, I did some rough net math, and excuse me, with my FSU education there trying to figure it out. But I think what I looked at, it looked to me like outside of that, again, 80-yard kind of flukish play, they had 75 yards in the second half. I mean, Florida State's defense – I mean, really, that was great. It's a shame there's one botch play that kind of takes away the, you know, that would be the story in my mind that you, you basically shut Miami completely down in the second half. So props yeah. to them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times it's just they didn't have, they couldn't do anything. Once they kind of got, and again, whatever adjustment they did in the running game, because Miami was gashing FSU a lot in the first half and just absolutely nothing stonewalled them in the second half. So, I mean, that was very yeah. encouraging to see again. I don't know why they can't come out games and do that in the beginning. But I'd be curious to see, did you see any adjustments or what happened? Why Miami could do nothing running the football in the second half? I mean, they just brought a ton more pressure. Uh, they, they brought a ton more pressure. Yeah. And it, uh, I think, 
you know, if, I don't want to single out guys without watching it again and again or talking to somebody like our own Dominic Robinson. But I look like Tatum Bethune was in the wrong spot several times in the first half. He picked the wrong gap. But I think they shored that up a little bit, Gene. But they just, I mean, the pressure was, I, you know, the blitz rate for Miami is what I talked about this week on the website. I was over 50% against both Texas A&M and, and North Carolina on dropbacks. We must have brought the heat well over 50%. And we did a lot. Yeah. We were cold-blooded about it, and it worked a hell of a lot better. It's, okay, Emery, go make the throws. You know, he had one prayer answered, but generally yeah. speaking, before that completion, Gene, he had, I think, negative one yards or negative three yards in the half. He was one for nine at that point for the second half. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think they did the right things. The defense in the end holds the, their end of the bargain here, Gene. They give up 20 points. I put three of them on Mike Norvell for the uh, the kickoff to start the second yeah. half, which again, I like you, but you're crazy. The defense did well tonight. They did their job. There, there were the mo- the moments in the second quarter were the one lapse, but Gene, it follows form again that the defense finds a way at halftime. Whatever the hell the adjustments are, whatever they tell their players in terms of their keys, outside of the prayer, they did their job. And so again, this is since Boston College easily the most ugly of W's for Florida State since that day. But you know what? Yeah, but it's beautiful. They're all W's. Every yeah. game this season is a W, every single one. So you convert this to that, mm-hmm. and there it is, 10-0 and 0 for the first time since 2014. And, gee, next week they're playing North Alabama, so we're 11-0 and 0 going down to Gainesville with a chance for a perfect regular season and an mm. inside shot. At the national, or sorry, at the uh, college football playoff, I was going to say the old BCS title game. I saw somebody in the chat said this is not a top five team. Uh, it is, and they will be this week. Now maybe they get dropped. Uh, I don't see how Washington finished with Utah. Be ready for that criticism; it's warranted. But this is a top five team, and if they win out, they're going. Yeah, to- at the end of the day, yeah, you win all your games, and thank goodness Louisville was able to come from behind with a little help of the officials on Thursday night. If yep. you saw that game, yep. um, so they're sitting there, and they've got a uh, you know. I would love for them to be in the top 10. I mean, a one-loss Louisville team, I think that would give FSU a little gravitas going into the uh, the playoffs. Assuming we can get by the Gators, of course. It's not, you know, that's not – I think that's – I feel a little better about that game than I did this Miami game because I think Miami, they can run all over them. And I think Miami's ability to stop the run outside of a play or two really kept them in the game. When I think Florida State can – that just – I think when Florida State can run the football, everything opens up for the offense. So I think Florida is going to put up a lot of points on the Gators. So I feel pretty good about that one, but yeah, so yeah, they went out They're in Tom. Um, but boy, you know, <laughs> I don't know why they just can't. Every time they got a chance, you're like, you take that deep, a little bit of a breath. You're like, like you said, they're up 14 points. They got the ball. I got to do is gets another point. They're going to win by double yeah. digits, maybe and cover the spread. And then, all yeah. heck breaks loose. Well, I don't know what Mike would say, but I'll, I'll entertain this, Brandon, in all caps. He wants you to sack up, Gene, and have one of the 87 reporters here ask Mike why the team stalls. What do you think he's going to say? What do you think he's going to say in that situation? Well, okay. Yeah. Since you asked so nicely, let me go yeah, through I the will, Let me give you the inside scoop. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing at the stalling because it's annoying, Brandon. That's where I agree with you. It, this game could have been put away in several instances. One of the, you know, after the Ja'Kai long catch and run, Gene, it was a, a throw over the middle. He runs for 60-plus yards. I don't know why we get cute there. Like, Brandon, that's where I agree with you. But I, yeah. I don't know what you yeah. expect him to say in that situation. 87 reporters or one reporter, he's not going to say very much. Time to thank some people, though, who have donated to the cause here. And we're very thankful for your contributions. To everybody in the chat, 1,600-plus of you. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Let's get it up to 800 likes in the next half an hour. I want 800 likes in the next half an hour. 
Hit the thumbs up underneath for being 10 and 0. Cheers to you and cheers to Noel Buck 83. Watch most of the way home from a wrestling tournament. Hope it went well for you, Noel Buck. Not the most impressive win, but a win is a win. Knowles, though, what are you doing? <laughs> Let's just keep rolling and we will be there. Yeah, you know, since you brought it up, Noel Buck 83, Kevin Knowles as a true freshman was pretty damn solid in the slot. He was a slot corner. He got downhill. He made tackles in space. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know what it is, but tackling is is not going well for Kevin. And it hasn't all season, Gene. I've been waiting for a breakthrough. It just hasn't happened. It's not only that play on the long touchdown. Uh, later in the fourth quarter, he has it perfectly sized up for a stop at maybe one or two yards for a quick throw to the left. It ends up being a gain of nine. And it's just like, Mike, you've got a lot of really good defensive backs. I know they're young, but maybe, just maybe, it's time to put somebody out there who can get a guy on the ground. That wasn't, I mean, Hussey was hurt, right? I mean, that's when the guys get more and more playing time and that might have been the guy who got more playing time with Noel struggling out there today but you know but there were some good signs on defense I want to say Kalen Deloach led the mm -hmm. team at tackles uh had had a two sacks in the game the one it seemed like the one was the was it pretty similar to that blitz against Clemson the one where he got a, he got yeah, in the there early one. the first one yeah, yep the first mm -hmm. one I was saying I just said I've seen that play before yep. uh credit to their quarterback he held on to the ball though but it was a nice sack in that instance the other guy that we've got to mention here is Master Mono Yep. I mean, he was great. A couple times pinned him down there, run the five-yard line or even better. And again, when you're going against, you know, a freshman quarterback, you want to hit, make him go the length of the field with that crowd doing the war chant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, you're, right, you're right, the wind music. The wind music says field uh, field position, field advantage was he's yep. the dark horse player of the game. Cheers with the voodoo ranger. Oh, who, who, oh okay, yeah, have me some voodoo. Who, who do you think breaks the rock, by the way? It might be De well. Deloach was in the first half. I mean, he had two sacks, ten tackles. Two sacks, ten tackles. He might, or they give it. They give the Australian. Do they bring the Australian hammer out there for uh, Master Mono? <laughs> he could give it a little bit. To, I mean, yeah, Johnny's your leading receiver at five for eighty-two, no touchdowns. Yeah, you could maybe give it to Keon for the touchdown. Yeah, punt return. return. You're not giving it to Jordan. That was not a good no, night. No, that was not Jordan. Good Jordan night. Again, terrible I, sacks. Terrible what, sacks. One of the, <laughs> We can get to the safety in a little bit, but a couple of times I've seen it, he's got a defensive lineman coming down on him, and yep. he's sitting there waiting. It's like, dude, run the ball. Don't yep. take a sack. Run the ball. You can outrun a defensive lineman. I've seen – I know you can do it. He seemed to think he's Tom Brady, that he had to sit back there and just try to pick the team apart. That's not his strength. No. Get out on the edges and run a little bit. So that's – and, folks, you're just going to have to bear with, like, two minutes of, of being critical here because that's two weeks in a row now. That happened against Pitt where he held the ball too long, Gene. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Miami does, and it's clear as day, so clear that a layman like me can write about it on Warchant.com in a feature, Miami overloads. They love the overload blitz. Uh, Maui Noah, the linebacker 51, played a brilliant game for them. He had a couple of sacks but also made a couple of plays that would have – I think they prevented runs that might have been home runs or whatever – one-on-one, -on -one, he ends up making those plays. But they overload things, Gene, up the middle, on the perimeter. So as a quarterback, knowing that they bring extra bodies, you don't have time. you got to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And that last sack he took in Miami territory, they're showing you it's a third and whatever, and they're, oh, playing, yeah. they're playing along the, the yardage line. Sticks, they're just right there at the first down line. They're showing it. You've got to have an answer. You, you've got to know that the ball's got to come out of your hand. So it's just yeah, why isn't there? Yeah, why isn't there a slam, a dumb off to the running back, a screen, something where you know you got to get rid of the ball quickly? But he's it's like he was back there trying to read all his progressions through, and you know that's coming. This is a really good defensive front when they're going to blitz you. They're going to get back there pretty quick. 
it's a strange it's just a strange day for him that's not like jordan but two weeks in a row where he's holding on to the ball way mm-hmm. too damn long now if you're going to make the argument that trey benson breaks the rock gene it's 17 touches 97 yards and two touchdowns it's a pretty yeah. compelling argument for trey. he doesn't he especially especially in the first half he ran angry it was yep. almost like you know the crystal ball not bringing him down to miami seemed like that that touchdown run was nice that was man-on-man football and he just outmanned there was a couple of defensive guys trying to keep him out, so I was impressed with him, especially in the first. I don't know, in the second half, he didn't have a whole lot of chances, really, didn't. other than that the counter play where he got the touchdown. Uh, here you go. Here's a weird stat for you before we get to thanking some more people. Gene, this is like Miami, Florida State, circa 1996. Florida State's three leading tacklers were linebackers. Wow. Kalen Deloach with 10, DJ Lundy with seven, including a tackle for loss. Right, Bethune. Wow. Bethune with six. When's the last? I wonder if time? you go back and yeah, I'd, I'd love to research that. That has to be back to the nineties. I, mean, <laughs> I at, mean, at least ten years. That's just. And then how about this name? A blast from the past. Fabian Lovett was number three. I didn't know he was even on the team anymore. But Fabian. you love when you love when a defensive tackle is in the top group of tacklers. That's saying something. Uh, the difference between the first half and the second half of how stout they were yeah. against the run. It was massive. It was massive. So next up to thank here on War Chant Game Day, uh, folks that are contributing to the program. Ecstatic. Why was the band playing while our offense was on the field? Go Knowles. I can't speak to that. I was not in the building, but that's a yeah. good observation. And if they were, I I don't get it. Bad on them. They should not be doing that. I'm guessing a lot of it is because sometimes they get in the hurry up and they, they're yeah. not aware of what's going on a lot of times. You might be playing that first down little loop that they do. Yeah, could mm-hmm. very well be. Thank you, Ecstatic, for the contribution. I wish I had an answer for you. Noel Kev says, all right, mm-hmm. Red Solo Cup Xbox headset. There it is. Hey, hey, look at that beautiful young lad right there. Uh, happy for the W. Proud of 10-0. Like I said last week, I worry. This uh, this team lets the wrong team at the wrong time hang around. We're running out of strikes here. We're running out of uh, opponents, uh, Noel Cav. You're running out of uh, options. So if it's, uh, you know, before the playoff, your only two options would be Florida and then Louisville in all likelihood. So today might have been that day and they escaped it. Florida man in Texas, thank you very much. 10-0 about yeah. to be 11-0. Three in a row against the scum. I don't know if, if it was the weather, but that demon needs to be exercised before we face the nasty lizards. TVD throwing a pick to end it was poetic justice. Go Knowles. Yeah, Van Picks. Van Spike turned into Van Picks as Jerrion Jones ends the game. Nice moment for Jerrion, who was injured last week, yeah. Gene, to ice it for Florida State on a fourth down, where Tatum Bethune got tackled and there was no flag. Go figure. Go figure. Johnny Zeno, bring Gardner. I got you this week, brother. But for one play, the defense stepped up. Refs almost screwed us. Norvell has a lot to learn, situational football. But at the end of the day, we're 10-0. and 0. Gene, what do you think? Mostly agree? Yeah, and it, it did seem like what you talked about, that safety. And I, I don't really – maybe you or someone else can explain the rule on that. So if you watch the whole progression and when he has it, is it to me is even the, an inch of the ball is over the line during the tackle. It's not a safety. Which And I don't know. But then he says something that the whole ball has to be out. I'm always confused, and this happens a lot on safeties. A lot of times you think it's a safety, but they never want to give you the safety. But my point is, right or wrong call from that, it seemed like their entire objective the rest of the game was to make up for that. Whether it was targeting, yeah. whether it looked like – I mean, there, whether it was several pass interferences we saw open in the field. The interception. It looked like the interception. Again, the one angle showed his arm was under the ball. I don't know. Yeah. How does he not – doesn't matter. They are like, well, we don't know if he has control. It doesn't matter. Yeah. His ball. If the ball never hit the ground and it's on top of his arm, what difference does it make? He ended up with the ball. So it seemed like over, and then, you know, the obviously the run on fourth down where it looked like he was stopped short. They were giving Miami every chance in the world to make up for that one questionable call. 
Kim, thank you very much. We're going to pivot to the calls after we say thank you to Kim. Hope you and your wife are doing thank well. Thank you, Kim. Taking the win. We love you, boys. Well, we love you too, Kim. Thank you very much. 10 and 0 are the Knowles. Now, 10 times 10 is what for you math majors out there? Is that 100? Is that right? For the seventh time in the history of War Chant TV's postgame call in show, we go to 100 proof football. All See right. what I did there? 100 proof. Welcome to the program. Fire away. Muck Miami, Muck Muck Miami, baby. <laughs> yes. Come on. 35 and now 33. I never thought in my lifetime I might see the actual series record flipped in our advantage, but we're not far away from it. I'm here for it. Let's go. What y'all drinking on? We drinking on Willet over here for all my bourbon heads. Mm-hmm. Tonight. Hey, I just want to touch on a few things. One, that if Greedy Vance could spend some time on a jug machine, uh-huh. Not lost the weight last year. Might have a few more wins anytime. You know, he's in the best position. Talking about putting yourself in a position to succeed. But you got to earn it, man. You you earn to be in a position, but he's got to come through on it, man. Greedy Vance, I'd love to see it. I just want to have, speaking of the Xbox headset and controller, I just want Norvell to hold one on the sidelines sometimes. So when for no reason at all he starts a half of the onside kick, he can just throw it down because – you're the better team. You're the better team. You yeah. don't need to do stuff like that. that. That's the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. With some of the, I was surprised he didn't go for it on fourth down on, on the very first drive of the game, close to midfield. I'm proud of him for that. <laughs> the better team, the way you lose to inferior teams is giving them opportunities and yeah. and turnovers and things like that. That's almost that's like a half turnover to give them the ball right there. You didn't need to do that, as you saw. Uh, aside from the busted play. The defense would have pushed a shutout the rest of that second half again, except you you basically gave them the ball in field goal range. But my my main concern, and hey, I'm a I like once again, I'm a thrilled, I'm excited that we're ten and zero, fitting to be eleven and zero. Jordan Travis, the first quarterback to go three and zero against Miami. By the way, does he yeah. have parents that ever go to the games? I've never seen his parents in the stands. <laughs> well, oh, how sickening was that? The, how they, that Miami you know, quarterback's parents. Miami quarterback. But uh, but look here, this is serious. Can somebody on War Chat look how many passes, touchdown passes, Jordan Havis, Jordan Travis has in the red zone, in the middle of the red zone? Every touchdown pass is in the corner. Every play, whether it's a roll, uh, swing out, like they tried to do it a couple times, goal to go after Jakai tonight, it was all the perimeter. But every he's got so many fades. How many crossing route passing touchdowns does he have in the end zone this year? Are they holding it for you know for, for whatever reason? Good, I hope that's the best case scenario because all our touchdowns up the middle of Jordan Travis keepers are running backs. If you look, every passing even attempt is to the corner to the boundary in the end zone. I just want to throw that out there, get your thoughts on that. If you've noticed the same thing I have, much love to you guys. Shout out to War Champ. Thank you. I want to hear you Thank talk. you, Hunter Proof. Thank You're you the talk. man. He's drinking some Willet tonight. If you will it, it is no dream. Nice. Hunter Proof. Very nice. There you go. Very uh, good. Yeah. Typically, if he throws over the middle into the end zone, it's usually after he's rolling out and it's kind of an against the grain throw. Last yeah. week they had one. It was a trick play to Marquiston. I wouldn't count that necessarily because it's an unbalanced and he's basically your left tackle for a seam shot. So that doesn't count. It's a good point. One hundred. It's a good observation, but isn't a lot of times like tonight. I had a problem with it because when they, we got Keon match one on one, one time was an interference, 
or two times, whatever it was. No time he caught it is an interference. And, you know, Keon's going against their rookie corner. He's a freshman, I think, a lot of times. I'm going to throw that. If you bring him to the middle, you bring other players into play. So when that, so I don't have a problem with that with Keon or Johnny when they've got that kind of coverage. I, I do the fade. I wonder a little bit also is Tom again. He's Jordan's not the tallest guy in the world. When you bring the middle, when you got a big offensive line, a defensive line up there with hands up, you're more apt to get a ball knocked down when you try to do those short little you know crossing pattern slants in the middle of the end zone. But it does seem like I would like to see that said when you've got some really good tight ends. You would think there's got to be some place where Johnny and Keon on the edges and the tight end ought to be able to get open over the middle. We got some really talented guys that I, I can't. I'm a little surprised we haven't seen that play more often. Yeah, agreed. I think it's just a lot of the throws you're getting one on ones, and that's why you're going out there. And you've yeah. got better players now. Now the thing, it, what you could say is, well, we were throwing outside when it was Jakai Douglas and Pokey Wilson, well, and that's that's true. We we were. That's Consi- a problem. Yeah, consistently we do in the red zone throw it outside. So. Thank you, 100 Proof. We always enjoy uh, the insights and uh, hope your beverage intake goes up a little bit in the next few hours. We now go to one of our favorites in Ocala. He's been waiting for nearly 25 minutes. He was quick on the trigger. We go to Gene in Ocala. Gene, welcome to the program. Good evening, sir, on a 10 and 0 Saturday night. Tom, Tom, Gene, what's going on, baby? Hey, Gene. Good evening. <laughs> Just, uh, wow. Wow, my, my heart was in my chest whenever Van Van Dimes came in because it just would have been just some kind of heroic thing that always happened. They, uh, somebody comes off the bench and then lead them down. Um, I told Terry, I said, I just want to talk about the, the line of scrimmage because the, the portal guys that they brought in really fit what they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it was really tough for Jared and Peyton all night long to get around those edges. That guy had perfect pocket almost all night until we started bringing yeah. pressure. Yep. Um, and then the defensive line, I mean, they just they got some young stuff. They got people that we wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, you got yep. Bain, but um, number 31, the guy that came in from Washington State because his brother, five-star right tackle, um, he was he was he was triggered a lot, and he's only a junior. Yeah. So we're gonna have to look out for that. It was a great game. Uh, you can't really complain. Ten and zero, but wow, it's coach. You got to stop doing these play calls. What is the scoopity doopity oopity doopity <laughs> down there? Whenever you're trying to just shovel the ball. Oh, that was. And this is not. We're not playing against Syracuse. Yeah. We're not playing against North Alabama yet. We're playing against Miami. They have athletes like we have athletes. So it's, that could be very ugly. Love the win. I love War Chant. Dean Williams, thank you so much for employing all these great individuals that you employ. Tom, thank you for your insight. And uh, y'all have a great, great evening. Go Knowles, 10 and 0, baby. Go Knowles. Thank you, Gene. We appreciate it. Gene's I, always been up. It's just uplifting to hear Gene. And thank you. Right. I do have the best staff in the world, man. These guys, including Tom, they are fantastic. It was so fun going out to Indigo today and uh, uh, corner pocket yesterday and meeting so many fans and sharing stories and people, I mean, traveling literally from all over the world. You get you know, obviously friends out in Hawaii. Maybe we'll hear from a Hawaii caller today. You never know. Um, so it's great. Yeah. And I, you know, I was I, going to Gene's point at first half several times. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. He's got a perfect pocket. And there were times we'd bring a blitz, and they picked it up perfectly two or three times. And I was like, thank God 
they were not getting enough separation. You didn't have a great quarterback who complete those because you had a good quarterback and some talent. They could have really done some damage on you. But yeah, they did. That offensive line was scary how they were holding Florida State out for most of the game. Yeah, agreed. And uh, yeah, what you're thinking of, Gene, is uh, Maui Noah, 51. That's the linebacker. And yeah, he is a really yeah. good player. Two and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, nine tackles. And I'm telling you, upon the rewatch, you know, if you, if you people like to do the pre the rewatches out there, I know I sure do. There's a couple of runs that Florida State is they're putting their running back in a one on one with that dude, and he made the plays. So is that what, that one? Did he make that ankle tackle on the one that he was about to bust through in the first yeah. half? Yes, that was him. That was him. Mm. That was him. Yeah, he was a good player, but not good yeah. enough tonight because nope. we win. We win again. That's uh, ten in a row this season. That's sixteen in a row overall. The second longest streak in school history. And here's something for you, Gene. I want to be ahead in terms of the win loss record in the series. Do not get me wrong. But did you know before kickoff today? The all-time point total between these two teams, Florida State and Miami, the differential was one, one point. Wow, I did not Miami, know that, Tom. Miami was ahead by one point. They now trail. They now trail by six. By six. In the all-time wow, series. an interesting little st- factoid there. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Well, now Good we stuff. take the, from the factoid to the phone line. We now go to New York for the 42nd time in the history of Warchan TV's post-game call-in show. It is Josh in New York. Coach Josh, what's going on, brother? Tommy, Tom, and Gino! <laughs> we are celebrating another no victory. I don't care what anybody says. Winning a rivalry game is hard to do. And, like, every, you know, we can complain or whatever, but how many of these rivalry games are actually clean? Like, you'll see Alabama play Auburn, and they'll do some uncharacteristic things happening, and Auburn sucks. And it just it just happens like that. It's just how rivalry games go. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is like I watched Michigan and Penn State, and I'm telling you, I don't care what the number says by Penn State, Miami and Penn State would be a barn burner because I think Penn State stinks on offense. Yeah. Their offense can't, their quarterback can't throw more than ten yards. It's it's awful to watch. Second thing is the holding in the secondary was alarming. Like, the amount of holding that Miami was doing on us was crazy in the secondary. Like, our guys were getting turned around, spinned around. Like, we were throwing it deep. Guys couldn't get like, – and I can't even fault Jordan for some of those passes because we were getting held ridiculously in the secondary. The third thing is – and I've been a frequent critic of, of this. Fitzmagic has turned the corner. I can mm-hmm. honestly say that now. I was I, I was old enough to remember when he was missing 35-yard field goals and we would go for it and it was like fourth and 10 from our from the other team's 35-yard line. I'm old enough to remember that. Now he's becoming a weapon and Master Mono obviously is a weapon himself. And and lastly, you know, the I it, and uh, one of the callers brought up before but my boy Greedy Vance locked Restrepo up yeah. tonight. I yep, mean, he did. Shut him out. Threw him in the back of the paddy wagon today. It was unbelievable watching what Greedy Vance did. It was unbelievable. I mean, and then he was talking to him. It didn't help that the referee took away his interception. But, but it was unbelievable, man. I, I, you got to be happy. Miami has athletes. They know our athletes. Like, it, you know, like athlete for athlete, it was pretty tough. And now they have an offensive line and a defensive line. You know, that. I, I hate to say it, but uh, they're going to be pretty good coming up if they, if they yeah. keep at it the way they are. Yeah. 
Yep. And, um, you know, I just think that we got to be happy with this. They, they're one stupid crystal ball play away from coming into the game seven and two. So it's, it, it, you got to understand that the record wasn't like, oh, we should blow them out. It was like, look, man, these guys are actually pretty decent. And then they were motivated. So yeah. that, that plays into play. So, like, I, I, I'm happy. Everybody should be happy. We're 10 and 0. If you, if you ask me in August, would you be 10, would you be happy with 10 and 0 and winning by seven against Miami? I take it every time. Love y'all. Gene, don't let anybody tell you that you have 86 reporters. You only need 10. You're the greatest reporter. You're the greatest <laughs> group there is. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Thank you, Josh. You too, Josh. Good call. call. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we forget that. We, we got such, we have such high expectations for this team. And you, you beat a rival that this was their Super Bowl. This was going to make Miami season if they could have rolled in the dope and none. So you could tell, especially in that line of scrimmage, man, they were out for it. They were going for it, and they played better. They played better than I thought they would. Not not their quarterback play, but I, you know they they gave it their all. And Florida State didn't play. Florida State played their C game. They played about their B plus A minus game. Miami did, and Florida State still got the win. Yep. Um, so you take that again. It's a rivalry. We'll beat Miami seven points every single year for the rest of time, and we should never be disappointed by that, especially when you're ten and zero. To be clear, I'm not saying it's on the officials because I think we got a couple of calls in the first half go our way. I think we did, but the sequence that's killer to me is it's twenty seven thirteen and and the holding yeah. that Josh is talking about the Keon. It's a second down throw. The throw is perfect. It is where it's supposed to be. If Keon is allowed to release, it, what's it? You got a touchdown on that play. And what's the? It's a blow at the end. You're looking to score. It's a blowout. We're not right. even having these discussions. And then they come back and they hit the fluke. But then it's a game, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter yeah. after that. It's like what's done is done. Now you got to rise up and go make the plays. And and we we kind of went sideways through the door. We didn't back through the door, but we went mm-hmm. sideways through the door and we finished the job. But that's the sequence to me where it's like, God bless, this thing's over and and then some, and, and the romp is on. But Florida State was tested down the stretch. And again, we're 10-0. and 0. We're going to be 11-0 and 0 after next week. And then you go down to Gainesville looking for a perfect regular season. I mean, come on. Pinch yourself, guys. We were 5-7 and seven two years ago. Now, we go for the 123rd time to the 757 on War Chant Television programming. It is Gator Kirk. Welcome, Gator Kirk. Go ahead. Let's go. 10-0. That's the way to be. Did we do yes, enough? Hey, how are you guys doing? Sorry. No, we're good, brother. How we're good. Do? What's your question? Um, Did we do enough to stay within the top four of the BCS? Or not that it matters at this point, but... I think it, it's uh, it's going to be that's my question. It's going to be a close one. So hang in there, Gator. I'm going to ask you to respond after we do. Uh, Gene, my thought is this. If you look at both the Associated Press poll and the coaches poll, there is a decent size gap. And these are good barometers, I think, for the college football playoff committee because they're humans. And I think they, they cheat. Yeah, they, they do. Cheat, they cheat on the test. So they take a look. There is a decent size gap between number four and number five in both of those polls. I think Florida State may still be ahead in both of those polls after this week, but the gap is in terms of votes is going to be shrunk down to pretty small. I think that's what's going to happen. But I think they're going to hold at number four tomorrow in both top 25 polls. The college football playoff, it's going to be close. I'm, I'm interested. What do you think, Gene? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's going to be – I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped a fifth, honestly, because here's it's – you talk about perception. We probably know Utah and Miami are pretty comparable. Um, and both teams won by seven points. So the bottom line is Utah's ranked 
we know Miami's as good as them, but it won't matter to them on paper. They're going to see two seven-point games. Well, they played a really good ranked Utah team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see it. It does. It get at the end of the day, it's not going to matter whether you're fourth or fifth. You're going to win out. You're going to be if you win out, you're in the playoffs. Especially now, Louisville is looks like they're going to go in pretty highly ranked by the time you play them in the ACC championship game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about it, but I'm sure if they drop to fifth, it'll. You almost feel like they got to do something to shake it up, Tom, because it was boring. They're not about boring. <laughs> yeah. They like shaking stuff up to get people to talk about it. So that would be one way they could do it. Because I don't know what else they could do to shake it up, Rise. And, you know, when I see Michigan and Penn State, I'm like, come on. I mean, FSU would, I, I'm sorry, they would throttle. I hope we get, I'd love to see FSU against Michigan. I would if there's a team that you would like to play of the top teams right now, would Michigan be your top opponent? It's uh, the two Big Ten teams. Bring me either of the Big Ten teams, and, yeah. I, and I like our chance in that fight. Uh, yeah, after seeing what Michigan did today offensively, I'm not that scared. Gator, what do you think? I'll give you the final word on this call. Thank you for calling in. And do you think Florida State holds at number four? I, I like, I, personally, I like to see us drop to number five. So then we have more motivation when we go down to Gainesville to make a statement. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and also when we, also when we, possibly play Louisville in the ACC championship. I mean, I think, I think right now, based on today, I mean, it was a good game, but I mean, Miami get props to them, which I hate to say, Yeah. but we, we need something to motivate our ass to, to, you know, put a, put a butt whipping on someone. And if we can, if Louisville wins out and they're like eight, nine in the nation and we're six or five or whatever, and then we dominate them in the ACC championship game, then, there, then there's no doubt, just no doubt. But, you know, hey, rivalry games are a pain in the butt, and we pulled it out despite what, everything else. We got some some calls. They got some calls. Whatever. We're going to move on and, hell, just, hey, just prepare for my namesake, and we got to go down there and kick their freaking butts. Y'all have a great night. Yep. I appreciate everything y'all do. Y'all have a great night. Go Knowles. There it is. Gator Kirk. Thank you, Gator Kirk. 123 times. Yeah, the motivation thing is interesting. Well, there's also the matter of there's a game in the SEC that's not over by any stretch. It's in the second quarter, and Ole tied Miss, up. they're tied at 14, Ole Miss and Georgia. So That would solve a lot of problems. It, it sure would. Uh, it would get pretty interesting. So if they drop, I mean, I'm not going to sweat it either way at this point. I could see the argument for it. You just got to be fair. I could see the argument for it. Uh, Washington beats another ranked opponent. And Gene, I agree with you. I think if Utah and Miami play, it'd be interesting. The other thing to watch this upcoming week is Louisville and Miami play. So that, that's mm. going to be a fascinating game to watch. We'll see if Miami rallies around. Um, you know. But you know, especially after an FSU loss, they're done. Typically, put, your money, yeah. put your money on Louisville right now. Miami's done. Typically, they are. Yeah, they're going to turn back to TVD again. We'll see. We now go to Eric. Eric Angel in Tallahassee, post gaming oh with Eric Angel. Welcome to the program, Eric, on a 10 and 0 Saturday night. Go ahead. Yeah, Tom and Gene, 10 0, baby. What's going on? <laughs> undefeated, man. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I hear you, man. We're undefeated. We got two more wins to go, and the party is on at the CP. <laughs> Go ahead, man. What what you think, Eric? What's your take on the game? Oh, man, Coach Norvell, man, you got to come up with a better game plan, man. You're getting Jordan Travis killed out here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Make some better calls. Make some adjustments. Yep. Man. <laughs> and then you know what? Them dang zebras, man. I mean, my God, if we make the college football playoffs, we might lose the game by a zebra. I mean, it's crazy. It was a rough day. Yeah. Uh, hey, but Eric, but Eric, if you good thing is you get to the playoffs, it won't be ACC officials. Well, I hope so, Gene. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Fair enough. Eric Angel is. Sub- there we go. That was one. I was like, let's more subdued Eric Angel call. Thank you for the call, Eric. Uh, part what of the almost got kicked out of this game. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. It's Miami. I think they're going to let a lot go. In yeah. terms of Florida State <laughs> fans and, uh, here in Doe Campbell. Jordan got himself killed, too. Make no mistake about it. He got himself killed in a couple instances tonight. He's got to yeah. be way freaking better about that. Way better. That's how you get hurt, dude. We now go to Queens, New York, and we're talking to Paul in Queens, New York, for the third time. Post-game show history. He talked to us last month. What's going on, Let's Paul? Go. Bring it. Let's go. 10 and 0. Here we go. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Very happy about an undefeated season so far. One thing everybody has to remember is that Miami is not us. We are him. They are not. They, we recruit kids to win national championships. They recruit kids and say, you can beat Florida State. Let's remember that. They've fallen off a cliff, and we're not going to hear from them. They have a while to go. So let's talk about the defense. Coach Fuller, tip your hat. Great job. Second half adjustment. My question is, the quarterback wasn't Gino Toretta. Why didn't we play the second quarter like the third quarter? Why didn't we sack the box? Why didn't we look like Pittsburgh last week? And in the box. That was awful. Also, Norvell, coach, questioning a couple of calls. After that nonsense, no safety call, which, believe it or not, I believe actually hurt us. What it was, a second and 23? I want to see Keon Coleman on a fly down the left, uh, left sideline, and let's just throw it up. He either catches it or we get pass interference. I hated that. But if we're not going to blow them out 45 to 3, I love it this way because they're going to toss and turn for the next three days and say, oh, we could have had it. We had our nose. Listen, I love it this way. If we're not going to beat them 45 to 3, let's stick the knife in and we're going to turn it slowly. It's the best way because this is going to hurt for another 365. So that's it. Officiating. What I'd call it as far as usual, which is terrible. So, Gene, thank you for everything you do with Warchant. And, Tom, as always, you are gold. Let's do it. Let me hang up so you get more calls in there. Thank you. My first call in was last year after the Miami game. I was absolutely obliviated. I could not wait <laughs> today. I can't talk much better. I'll talk to you guys. Bye. There we go. See you, Paul. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Hopefully, it calls in and celebrates next year's win over Miami. Or heck, you know what? Call him after the national championship game, after after she's holding the trophy. Love to hear from you, Paul. Great call, Paul. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that before. The, 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 the It's crazy. I've never seen a team that just has these lapses. Yep. And I mentioned going way back to Boston College, it's amazing that someone just turns the faucet off for a while. And it's on both sides of the ball. You're like, would somebody please turn the faucet back on? You know, and then you finally did in the third quarter. But... Yeah, that's something. Um, and it's funny, you know, I, I guarantee here's the one thing I, I love about your description of War Chant. <clears throat> You're allowed to go to other message boards. And I guarantee you on Kane's, Kane Sport, which is part of the On3 Network, you can go read their post. Enjoy a little shot and fruit. Go over there. And I guarantee they're going to blame the loss and the safety call, even though there was a half dozen horrific calls that went in their favor after that. They're yeah. all going to forget about all those. 
So well, go there, enjoy yourself, read some of their posts. Well, and you know what? If you haven't gone there yet, right? Like if you haven't checked out that board yet, or maybe you don't have access to that board, you can have access to that board for 50% yeah. off. Oh my what? God, look at this. It's the big game special. We should change that marquee to the big win special. There you go to the 10 and 0 special. If you have not been to warchant.com before and you want to be a new subscriber, a new member of the family, this is your time. Head over to warchant.com right now. Upper right-hand corner of the screen, there is a green button that you must hit. And when you do, you will see this offer available to you. 50% off an annual subscription to warchant.com. And as Gene said, look, you're going to get the excellence of Corey uh, Clark post-game column. That's coming up soon. And uh, 321 from Irish Ophel in the next 48 hours is going to be posted. Gene Williams will have the pro football focus grades. And let's not kid ourselves, folks. There are about a dozen five stars on campus Ooh, this weekend. Yes. Michael Langston with all of the inside scoop on Florida State's massive recruiting it's weekend. crazy. What do they say? Norvell said there's 112? 100, yes. Campus. Close to 115 kids. Michael Langston said in about 20 years, in about 20 years of doing this, this is the most talent he's ever seen in Tallahassee wow. in one given weekend. So, again, hop on board, 50% off. And then when you're done reading the excellence on the home site, go take a look at those other boards. Take it for a spin. See how they're doing over there. Enjoy it. Enjoy your shot and fruit, man. That's a great thing you get to go. And it's those Miami fans are so delusional. It's fantastic. It is, and it can be yours at Warchant.com. Give us a shot. Give us a shot for 50% off. Thank you to all of you who are going to do just that. We're going to take one more caller before a break. I see there's a lot of people in the queue. We can't wait to get to all of you. We expanded the phone lines tonight on the postgame call-in show because we're 10-0, damn it, and we beat Miami again. Double damn it. Here we go to Michael in Miami. Michael in Miami, he's in the land of the enemy, but he's a happy camper going home, or he might be there right now. Michael, go ahead. <laughs> I am. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'd like to go. I, I could say more about the refs, but I, I just I don't know what else to say. And they usually save their worst for this game, really. Oh, and they unbelievable. The, the Nigel Bradham game, things. absolutely. And these things were pretty obvious. They weren't like, you know, eh, could be, could be, can't be, whether it was first against Miami or against us. Either way, they were, they were, they were trash. Um, I'd like to say I agree with the onside kick call. Um, they had something. You can tell they scouted it and they wanted to take advantage of it. And I have no problem with it. They should have had it. That guy was just really tall and he out jumped everybody. But it was the right play. He kicked it to the right spot. And it was just weird that we didn't get it because all our guys were there. So I'm going to say I, I agree with that call. I, I didn't think it was desperation or anything like that. I think that's just part of the strategy of the game. You see something you can take advantage of, you do it. Um, I think uh, I would like to ask maybe after here about injuries, perhaps, because in the second half, I don't know if Maurice Smith came back. I don't know that Robert Scott still exists ever. I don't. I didn't see Deloach in the second half either. And I didn't really see Keon uh, uh, Jaheim Bell in the second half. I would have really liked to see in those uh, plays where we're close to the end zone, where he kind of sprints across the line and serves as a lead blocker for Jordan Travis. I, I, I don't know. I didn't see him in there. And so it, it kind of worried me there. And then uh, finally, as far as who gets to break the rock, uh, I would get, give my vote to uh, Alex Mastromano, man. The guy is great. Yep. He's constantly putting them in a bad – outside of the punt, out of the end zone, obviously, he was in a bad situation. 
but he always seems to put them in a bad spot. And I hope he got to break the rock and I hope he gets some love. That's all. I, I love you guys, man. You get great show. I love listening to you guys and I'm going to hang up and listen, get calls and thanks. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate that. So some of the guys he listed injury wise, I saw Maurice Smith back. I don't think I'm mistaken on yeah. that. One. I saw him play in the second half. He did leave in the first half. He's a warrior is all I'm going to say without getting myself in trouble. The dude, the dude's a warrior. Uh, let's see. Who else did he ask about? You mentioned Jaheim and uh, Rob, Rob. I don't think Robert Scott. I know he didn't start. No, I don't know. Was play. he in the game at all? No, he didn't play. Um, so I don't. So that and the other one is he made a good point about Jaheim because Jaheim was very involved early on. And I remember, remember the broadcaster was pretty adept at this. He said, this is a Jaheim Bell day because you could tell, obviously worried about Johnny and Keon. This should have been the game. And he did have a really nice first half. And I, I don't know what happened the second half. Was he out there? I don't I don't remember him being out there. And here's okay. a key situation in the game. Mm. You, can, you can choose to rewatch this. Or you can take my word for it. But a key situation in the game, the Ja'Kai catch and run, Florida State gets into a goal-to-go situation. They call a run to the left or some sort of trick play to the left where there's a lead block. It's the Keon Coleman throw. Remember when Keon had to catch it behind him? It was, yeah. it was a throw to the left sideline to the top of your television screen if you're watching at home. And he, and he has to reach behind and make the catch, and he gets stopped at the two-yard line. He gets hit pretty hard. He gets hit pretty yeah. hard in yep. that situation. Yep. Okay, that is Jackson West, the fifth tight end. Oh, wow. Jackson West, who is leading the way as the blocker, number 48. I was uh, I was uh, really, Gene, when I saw that, I thought, Preston Daniel, 40, wait, 48? Jackson West? That is your fifth tight end that was on the field in that situation. Ooh. So something was up there. I, I, I agree. Yeah, Mark, I, I, that would not be a good look if Jaheim Bell was sitting on the bench on that play. I, that indicates to me that uh, Michael has has a definite point there. Good, uh, good observation. You know, so maybe that's something we can ask. So hopefully, we're hoping to get Ira or Corey to give us a live report. Maybe that's something we could ask about when they come on because they have they're there. They have the binoculars. They Ira looks at the bench and sees everybody out there, so he might be, have a better answer than us. But that's Kalen, a good observation. Kalen was in and out. Kalen was in and out in the yeah. second half. I remember him coming to the sidelines looking like he was reaching towards his upper body. Pure mm. speculation on my part, but he yeah. had to be subbed out for. I do want to point this out from the radio broadcast, uh, which I did not hear myself, but very nice job by one of our commenters who said on the radio broadcast, William Floyd, bar none, thought the difference in the second half was using three linebackers. The Florida State oh. would have three out there at a time, old school 4-3 to stack up and stop the run. So that oh, is, that'd be the adjustment. Why the, that's, yeah, that's the adjustment. Why. So that's an answer from before, but it also can speak to the linebacker rotation. DJ Lundy was yep. out there. So the uh, Loach was in and out. No, Robert Scott, Jaheim Bell, not sure, but if Jackson West is on the field, that tells you things didn't go all that well. If, if he, if he's healthy and he had Jackson West out there instead of then that's, that's on Norrell and that offensive staff that we, they put some ridiculous players out there in key situations before. So I can't say a hundred percent. They didn't do it again. He was also out there for the next play and, and he didn't really, his, his responsibility wasn't really filled that next play either. I think that there was something going on there on the sidelines, but we'll see if we can get some clarification from the stadium. Uh, that's why warchant.com is everywhere. <laughs> Eyes are everywhere. And, and uh, Ira's cartoon character has binoculars for a reason. So, He's always uh, checking out, making sure what's going on. But this was a physical game tonight, Gene. There's no doubt about that, too. It wouldn't be Miami-Florida State if it wasn't. But you, there yeah. were certain moments in this game where you go, Woof, man, neither of these teams are giving an inch. And I think quite a few players went down, uh, more than just Emory Williams or some of the players that were just mentioned. Uh, I saw Miami run a line, uh, excuse me, running backs, I'll get it right, leaving the game a couple of times, uh, limping. Jordan got hit low on one uh, quarterback hit. Yeah. came up and he was limping. This was uh, not for the faint of heart, but Florida State survived it, and they are now 10-0. and 0. 
Uh, we are going to go back to the phone lines in just a moment, but we're going to take a breather. I'm going to change it up. I've got a, uh, I had a beverage with Deluna and Kahlua, a little espress, but we're going higher class after the Ooh, I wonder what honey. Gene Williams is going to break out. We'll be right back. I'll put the pressure on. There we go. This is the post-game show brewed up by our friends at Deluna Coffee. A longtime supporter of Warchant.com programming and Florida State Athletics, DeLuna Coffee proudly presents you the Warchant Game Day postgame call-in show. FSU alumni owned and operated, DeLuna Coffee's Ed and Brett Lemmix have a combined 30 years of experience in the coffee industry. DeLuna Coffee's claim to fame is their Blue Angels blend, known as the first ever food or beverage item to be licensed by a military branch. A percentage of proceeds from the Blue Angels blend, Midnight Shift, and High Noon Lawman's blend go to the U.S. Navy, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation program, the Rally Foundation of Pensacola, and the Escambia County Sheriff's Foundation, respectively. For a limited time only, DeLuna Coffee's Voodoo Dark Espresso Blend is buy one, get one free. Head over to DeLunaCoffee.com to check out that deal, as well as the Warchant Pick Your Poison Bundle. From west of I-4 all the way through the Florida Panhandle, look for DeLuna Coffee in your local Publix in the Florida Locals section. You can also always head to DeLunaCoffee.com today. There's fun to be had every night at the Corner Pocket. Take home prizes on Trivia Tuesdays and Beer Bingo Thursdays and kickstart your weekend with Martini Fridays. Plus, Happy Hour runs every weekday and game day specials every time the Knolls take the field. Watch all the best games at the Corner Pocket's Vegas Wall featuring 560 inches of flat screen TV heaven. Oh, really? The best food, the best drinks, and the best place to watch all the games. Tallahassee loves the Corner Pocket. Head to DeLuna Coffee right now to get your War Chant Pick Your Poison bundle. Director Ben, I'm going to show the people what it looks like. So allow me to cut in right here behind the scenes. I'm going to share the Pick Your Poison bundle offers so many cool options. As you can see here, this is DeLunaCoffee.com. You can get either two blends of coffee. Oh, look at that. It zooms in. You get two blends of coffee and a, and a nice little stainless steel tumbler from our friends at DeLuna. Or you can get a blend and then also maybe some hot chocolate. Maybe you want to add some mm. hot chocolate to the party. It's about to get a little bit cooler. It's 40 bones at DeLunaCoffee.com for the Pick Your Poison bundle. And look at all these options. You've got, uh, again, many choices. They've got many awesome blends, and they support their local community in addition to us at Warchant.com. Diehard Knowles are the Lemmix family, so head over to DeLunaCoffee.com today. Thank you to DeLuna for their support. We now go back to the phone lines. Yeah, he's from Hawaii, but he is here uh, on the mainland. He is Ralph Spartanol in Tallahassee, Florida. Go ahead, Ralph. Welcome to the program. Hello, guys. How's it? Oh, it I, is. Uh, Ralph. I don't know that I could have asked for a better game to come back and fly all that distance mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was so it like in the stadium today, Ralph? What was that atmosphere like? Uh... It was so amazing. I would put it almost on par with the LSU game. It was just absolutely electric. And the one thing I love about our fans, and I've noticed this with a few games that I get to go to, is they keep the energy up the whole way. It absolutely is just stokes your your uh, your emotions leaving the stadium, and you got eighty thousand fans uh, doing the war chant as you're walking to the parking lot. It's just one big freaking party, man. And I absolutely love these people. I love everybody, everything about this team and this university and these fans. They're so freaking awesome. And with that Miami quarterback getting hurt, the class and honor, respect, even for a hated rivalry, I just so stoked about this fan base, man. 
That's an outstanding call. What's what's next for you tonight, Ralph? Is it corner pocket? What are you doing? Uh, well, uh, we're gonna go and uh, we're gonna get Wes from the Villages, who's actually driving our car right now. We're gonna get him on the road and wish him well and safe travels. And then I'm gonna go find the UFC fight somewhere and watch uh-huh. grown ass men kick the shit out of each other. <laughs> there we go. There we go, Ralph. Ralph, we love you, man. And, I think yeah. Ralph's making an appearance tomorrow. I'm going to see you at CP tomorrow, right, Ralph? Yep. Uh, sorry, I dropped him, but he will be there. I know he will oh, okay. because he's bringing. He's got something to bring for uh, Terry. Terry. Terry has a gift coming. So Terry, make sure to show up. That's our call screener. Make sure to show up tomorrow. Ralph's got something for you. And Ralph, also one other thing we want to share with you, which is uh, thank you for your service. Today is Veterans yes. Day to all the veterans out there. Speaking I know you of. Yesterday was the Marine Corps' birthday, so to all of you who are Marines, Semper Fi, uh, I had a cousin and an uncle who served in the Marines. My father served in the military. My mother-in-law served in the military. Thank you to all of you out there who did. Happy Veterans Day to you, and if you're a veteran and an old, what better day than this one right here? Yes. Florida State Thank you for your service. And uh, I don't know if you know the shirt I'm wearing, by the way. So they have Garnet Gold. we got to do with our partners. Garnet Gold has shirts called Built by Storms. Oh, which nice. I'm wearing right now, but this is what's awesome about this. All the proceeds from the sale of these shirts go to uh, helping uh, provide educational scholarships to children and spouses from fallen or disabled military. So it's a great cause. Coach Storm is behind it. We love him and Garnet Gold doing some great things to help veterans and their families. So yeah, if you want to get one of these Built by Storm shirts, you can go to, you can get that online at GardenGold.com or any of the stores. You're still in town. They're open yeah. all over the place. That's outstanding work. Good job, Coach Storms. I believe Folds of Honor is the yeah, is the charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, it's it's That's for correct. a wonderful, wonderful cause. So, yep. again, thank you to all the veterans out there. All right, so I teased it. Gene, I'm breaking out the good stuff today. This is some Lagavulin Distillers Edition. Ooh. There you go right there. Distillers Edition, which means it was aged in sherry casks. Petey Scotch in a sherry cask. Ooh, you got to save me some of that. I've got some, I got some 18 year old scotch that was uh, given as a gift. That's crazy expensive, but I'm waiting. I thought, I don't know. Is, is that a playoff thing or an ACC champs? You think I, I uncorked that baby? Um, well, this is kind of the same deal. It's a 16 is the 16 mm. year old base. Um, but if you are feeling that you want to wait, let's wait until Charlotte. How about yeah, the post? I'm thinking, I'm thinking that. Yeah. ACC champs. Cause it's been a while since you've been a champion, but cheers, Tom. Cheers, you. cheers to you. I'd like to try some of it. Got to bring some of that to the War Chain Christmas party. I will. I'll be happy to. I'll be happy to. Just leave some for me, will you? Uh, <laughs> next up on the show, we go to the 229, and we're speaking to Nicholas in Georgia. Nichols in Georgia. Go ahead. Welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? Oh, man. We're undefeated, brother. How are you doing? Hey, I, I am 10 and 0, baby. 10 and 0. Mm-hmm. All so, what you got for us? Yes, sir. Hey, I'm just uh, – tonight was a, a, a great night. Uh, we, we beat Miami. I, I really don't count that last touchdown Miami had, so our defense was so far. And so, uh, like, like, like they have been all year in the second half, whatever the halftime talk is, you know, with Fuller, I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job for the second half. And so but, – but overall, hey, a win's a win. We 10-0. But I do think we're playing uh, – tonight we play uh, a little conservative to, to try not to lose a game. And But, hey, you know, I don't care, man. A win's a win. We keep winning that. All this – are we four or five or six or seven? All that don't matter. If we win, we in the, we in the playoffs, and, and everybody else can shut up about it. And, hey, we continue to win. We're going to be in the playoffs, and that's the wrap. 
So all we do is win, baby. There you go. Go Knowles. Thank you, Nicholas. Hi. Thank you, Nicholas. We appreciate that. And that is true. All the Knowles do this year is win, Gene. We haven't had a post game. Yeah. And I know, and we'll have we'll have a live. And by the way, it is nine o'clock this Tuesday because they've got some basketball on for the uh, playoff reveal rankings. Uh, it'll be nine o'clock that starts. So we'll probably do another live watch along thing. And it, you know, it's for show at the end of the day, whether they're four or five or whatever. As Nicholas said, it really doesn't matter. If you went out, you're good to go. FSU should be fine. Um, but yeah, and he's he's right. That halftime adjustments and one of our you know chatters put out there that FSU went to three linebackers and maybe we can ask you know all those five-star linebackers we have a five-star there it is uh, guest coming on here yes we're we gonna do. have to bring in from a live from Doak Campbell Stadium which was I have to think was rocking Irish show film managing editor warchant.com who's right there in the middle of all of it Doak had to be rocking tonight wasn't it buddy it was it was you know it's one of those games where I really wish we had an open air press box the press box is closed mm-hmm. so we don't get to get every sense of it, but it felt like it was incredible. Um, especially, you know, the last couple of drives that Miami had this, particularly the last one, it was deafening in there. And, uh, you could tell my, it affected Miami's play. I don't think they ever tried to audible one time. Uh, everything was, they were going to ride with whatever they called out of the huddle and, uh, Florida States, you know, you know, again, they made one, uh, one, uh, play enough to get the win. Cause it got a little scary there at the end. Yeah, it's always weird, Miami, Florida State. You just, you know, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get when these two teams play. And this is, I don't think any of us kind of thought it was going to go this way. But I think that the theme is outside of the one breakdown on that one kind of fluky play they had in the second half, the defense was just absolutely dominating. And I, I, don't, I don't know what Kevin Knowles was thinking on that route, what he was doing. But, um, I mean, talk about and, and someone had said uh, that the uh, radio broadcast – that bar none had pointed out that FSU went to more of a three linebacker look in the second half to kind of stop Miami who ran so well in the second half. What did you see? What was going on defensively by FSU in the second half that for all intents and purposes, they shut them down. Yeah, they did. But, and they've really been doing that a lot the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes I asked Adam Fuller about it a, co- a week or two ago, and he said, it's basically just based on personnel, but I really think they like having Lundy, uh, Bethune and Deloach on the field together. And Deloach, man, he came up huge with those sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Bethune had some big plays as well. Um, I think it's probably a combination of the fact that Miami was running it well, but also I, I really think it's something they found that they like. I think they like that personnel a little bit more than they do the 4-2-5 right now, at least based on the last few weeks because they've been doing it a lot lately. Not Jordan's best game, and some a lot of people have been critical of uh, some of the play calling uh on some of the stuff i don't know i guess my i think we're underestimating miami that defensive front is really good for them i don't think i've seen a defensive front like that maybe clemson is about as good but uh what did you, what was going on offensively obviously they had their struggles they had a good third quarter but other than that not a whole lot going on yeah i mean to me I'm, i would start there i thought i think miami's defense is very good i think that defensive line is, is big time and if you look at this season the reason they're uh six and four now is not because of their defense it's because Tyler Van Dyke has had all those turnovers. Uh, this is a team that, that has played really good defense all season long. They played good tonight. Um, and I also felt like, and I don't know what you guys saw on TV, it felt like there were a bunch of plays, I don't know, at least five or six more plays that felt like they could have gone for scores. But Miami just barely made a stop. Uh, you know, obviously, Ja'Kai Douglas gets stopped uh, down that long pass. And they, they have settled for a field goal. There were a few other plays where it felt like Florida State was really close to breaking it. And Miami made a play. So, you know, yeah, it wasn't Florida State's best offensive game, but I would give a lot of the credit to that Miami defense. 
And I got to bring up special teams. Obviously, Keon Cole with that long kick return made a was huge in the game. Master Mono just pinning him down all game long. And I think when you're going against a freshman quarterback, making him go the length of the field with that loud crowd, I mean, that was huge. And uh, Fitz is just automatic now on what he did. It seems like special teams played a big role in this one. Enormous. And, uh, you know, Mike Norvell said after the game that Kalen Deloach got to break the rock for the plays he made defensively. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Mastromato, it sounded like Mastromato mm. may, may have gotten extra swing towards the end mm. um, to because uh, they were really pleased with the way what he did, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, he was big. Uh, you know, the they he, you know, Miami's punter did a really good job, too. Florida State had some issues fielding his punts because he was, uh, I think he was effectively wild. Uh, <laughs> Tion was having a tough time with, I thought maybe they should have, Corey and I were talking, maybe Florida State should have gone with two punt returners. Uh, to kind of give the, you know double their chances of being able to field one, but um, but yeah, Mastromano was he's been great all season. We were talking during the game that you know he may legit be a contender for the Ray Guy Award. He's been wow. outstanding, and the, and then uh, yeah, Fitzgerald was big. It was Corey and I were debating on that last uh, drive wh- where how close of a field goal would you have trusted Ryan Fitzgerald uh, if it came down to it? Look at that, you got Security. get get that get out of there, get him out of there. Um, but. Uh, uh, I think, man, I think he's he's over. I mean, you know, we're 10 games in now. We can forget about last season. The guy's one of the best place kickers in college football. As long as he punts behind the line of scrimmage, he doesn't run past it, he's good. Yeah. Now, the last thing for me, because I, I want to ask you, because one of our callers, Michael, I believe it was, called in earlier and noticed a lot of guys that maybe weren't in the game. But the one that kind of struck me was a little bit was Jaheim Bell, uh, who was really a big part of the offense in the first half. And I didn't see him in the second half. He pointed out he didn't either. Was there? Did you see Jaheim Bell in the second half? Did something happen to him? He got in some, but not a lot. He definitely did play some because I, I was watching it too because I wasn't seeing him a lot. Um, yeah, you know, I think I don't know if it's you know he's he had been dealing with something for a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know if it's lower body, um, so I don't know. Maybe he's still not feeling one hundred percent, but um, or if it was a you know matchup type thing. They didn't go a ton to the tight ends today. Um, you know, especially as the game went on. So I'm not exactly sure what, what happened there, but he did play some. He wasn't totally out okay. of it. Well, for me, Ira, uh, first thing is an observation. Uh, Gene and I talked about this before. When's the last time do you think, I know you don't know this, but I'll, I'll tack on a second part to this. Florida State's three leading tacklers were linebackers. When's the last time that happened? Yeah. That's wild. That's a, it's a wild stat. And then secondly, just to, if you can paint the picture of the tenor of Mike Norvell's postgame press conference, because I'm sure there's some things he really liked and some things maybe he wanted back. But but how would you assess his attitude after the game was over? It's not only a big game for Florida State, but then also a ginormous recruiting weekend. So I'm, I'm just interested what his tenor was like. Yeah, on the first thing, yeah, to the point we were talking about earlier, they've been playing more three linebackers. In fact, coming into this game, I think those three guys are the three leading tacklers on the team coming into this game. Now, part of it's even when they're not on the field together, the linebackers are making the plays. So, um, but yeah, man, they, they've become a very productive unit. Um, as far as Norvell, he was, I think he was very happy. Um, and I hope fans are, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about that in the, in the wrap, which we're about to do. Um, but, you know, man, you, you don't care about style points. To me, in a rivalry game, when you're two or three games away from trying to get to the playoffs, I don't think you're worrying too much about style points. He was elated. He loved the effort. He loved the intensity. He loved the way so many guys, uh, came up in big situations. Um, and I wanted to ask him about the recruits, um, but we kind of ran out of time. There was a lot of questions asked. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could tell he was, he was, he, if, if every fan is enjoying this win, I can guarantee you Mike Norvell is enjoying every minute uh, of another win against Miami. 
Okay, last one, Ira, before you do the wrap. It's a gorgeous setting for the wrap, too. I hope everybody tunes in on Warchant TV after we're done here. Uh, are you with the process of the onside kick to start the second half because clearly they saw something correctly? Or are you on the side of it's a freshman quarterback kick it deep? What what team are you on in the postgame? No, they clearly saw something, and it worked out exactly the way they wanted. That kid bailed out, and that was going to be wide open. It's just almost like it was kicked too well. That, well, the ball know, took hop. a crazy hop. I think if it doesn't yeah. take that hop straight up in the air at the end where the tallest guy was right there to go up and get it. You want a, you want a hop. You just don't want to go that high. And, yeah. uh, you know, just to me, that was, again, that was one of those plays where I just felt like Florida State was really close to breaking that game open. That's one of those plays. Um, I think there were several of those plays in that game where Florida State, uh, on another day, breaks this game wide open. Today, they didn't do it, but they still got the win. And so, yeah, I was okay with it because I thought it was – um, really, I mean, you could tell it played out exactly the way they wanted, um, but because it flew up so high in the air that that guy got a chance to get back into the play yeah. and he, uh, he timed it perfectly. All right. Well, uh, for the wrap, how's it going to start, Ira? How are you going to set the tone? Because you're, you're always the guy who has the first words. What, what are your first words going to be? Give us a sneak peek. We don't need no stinking vitamin energy tonight. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm starting off with. Sometimes we feel like we need the vitamin energy after a, after a uh, Florida State football game, but not tonight. No, I, again, I think that's what I, I'm, I, I'm going to uh, – I don't know what the feelings are uh, with the callers. I know I looked a little bit at the tribal council. I wish I hadn't. Um, because, and, oh, uh, I get, I'm getting called off, guys. I'm getting uh, – Hey, go, go to Kane Sport. If you think that's bad, go there. Who is this Who is this clown you're letting on camera? Oh, All right, we'll talk, we'll talk to you guys next time. I'm being right. cold. See you, Ira. All see you, right. Thanks. Okay, we see how that goes. The talent's yeah. waiting. Don't make the talent wait. Yeah, they don't make Corey teams. wait. Oh, dear God. That. Five more freaking minutes. But uh, <laughs> Ira reporting there for what turned into Soldier Field at the at the end of that. You hear yeah. the wind whipping around there. You know what those winds are, Gene? And Corey, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The winds of 10-0. and 0, The winds of an undefeated season. Yes. They are a breeze in over Bobby Bowden Field. There's one more game at home for Florida State. That's next week. It's North Alabama at 6.30. But, Gene, Florida State closes the book on the ACC slate this season at 8-0. and Perfect 8-0. Someone said we're playing Louisville. Is that official now? Did something happen? Was something tonight to make that official? Uh, I, I know it's like it was a 90-something per- percent problem. Well, I don't know if there's something official on that because somebody's saying we're playing them, but I don't know yeah. what would happen yeah. tonight unless somebody lost. I don't know. Anyway, it's probably happening. It, yeah, nice it's, it's likely. I mean, you know, again, they've got one loss. If they win out, that's fine. But they are playing Miami, so I suppose it could get a little interesting. North Carolina is the one team that has a shot at it. I guess it. if North Carolina lost, I guess that would be, you know. Perhaps there's a tiebreaker scenario that Louisville wins. I, I don't know. What, whatever it is, I'm ready to line it up in Charlotte once we get there after playing Florida. I'm with you. We will have and we will have an event. We'll, we'll come out with more details soon. But we have partnered up with the Charlotte Seminole Club, so we will be at the event Friday night if you're going to Charlotte. So War Chanters will be there. Um, we'll be there to greet you. Whether we or not we do a show, we'll, we'll TBN. At the very least, it's a meet and greet with them at the pregame party. And they also have a tailgate that we'll put information for that as well on Saturday. So we're already planning ahead for everybody. We can't wait. Yes, we are. It's first time in nine years we'll be in Charlotte. Goodness. Now we go Overdue. just a little, a little bit south of Charlotte. It's right there on the border pretty much. But we go to Doug in South Carolina. Doug in South Carolina. We talked to him last year after the bowl game. Doug, go ahead. Welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Hey, we're happy, uh, man. Doug, it sounds like y'all are having a having a party there. All the, all, you, you know, you got different kinds of booze you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I sir. Hope, hope y'all can 
stay awake long enough to hear what you know through this call. But a lot of people are probably a little upset that we didn't make the make the line. But University of Miami played their butts off. Yep. You know they hate us and we don't like them, and they were had a lot of incentive to try to bust our bubble. They also out for a lot of revenge for what we did to them last year. So I'm I'm thrilled that we won the way we did. But why I do have a concern about our offensive line because it seems like watching on TV that Jordan was was kind of upset a lot of times about people not getting blocked and he ended up getting sacked. Uh, you know, before he just could barely turn around. And is there something going on with our offensive line? Is 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 there somebody out that that's that's key that's not anchoring down a spot that's that's kind of weak right now? I don't know if y'all knew, you know, can answer that question. Sure, absolutely, Doug. Well, we appreciate the call, and we made Thank it. You, we made it. To the, we're awake here. That's because we got Deluna Coffee brewing up the post game show. That's how you turn a question into a yes. plug, Gene. Uh, well, the tackle position is pretty banged up, Doug. So that's the first part of the yeah. answer. Uh, you know, Darius Washington played a lot of left tackle tonight. Bless Harris was, I think, taking line rushes as the starting left tackle. Didn't see a whole hell of a lot of bless tonight. Robert Scott, who's was penciling the whole time, should be your starter. Didn't even play in this game. Now, I'm, I, I'm hoping, again, we don't have details on injury information. That's just the way it is. But you hope, you know, he didn't play this game. He's probably, you know, resting for North Alabama. You hope maybe in a couple of weeks of rest, maybe Robert Scott's able to get back out there because he's very key to that whole thing. And I think Maurice Smith, we saw too was banged up. He went back in. He obviously wasn't 100% either. So I think that the simple answer is the line's a little banged up. They're not as strong as they should be, but there is hope. When you have a game coming up like North Alabama, which is a you know basically a bye, you yeah. hope some of these guys can get healed up in time. And the other thing is that, you know, just to be blunt about it, they're not as good as they were last year, which is stunning. I, I didn't, I didn't, now, in pass pro, I think they're fine. Miami brought a lot of pressures. I think a lot of those sacks that they brought Jordan down or their hurried throws are, are a function of pressure and not necessarily a four-man rush defeating our five offensive linemen. Yeah, my, it's, it's funny. My wife came and watched the second half of me and one of those times Jordan got sacked. She's like, well, how, I don't understand why they wouldn't block him. The guy came right through the hole. And I go, well, well, they had more guys on the line than they had to block. So you can't he, – he picked a guy to block, and that guy, nobody picked that guy to block, so he got straight through. I mean, that's that's why you blitz. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's just – Again, maybe, you know, again, we, we should have been prepared for a blitz, whether there was a dump off play or whether you kept someone into chip an, an extra running back to help block. There's ways around that. So, I mean, that that is on the staff a little bit. But, yeah, I think when the offensive line gets healthier, I think you'll see less of that. Yeah, that's a, it was um, confusing to me that Miami had a reputation about bringing pressure and yep. we didn't seem to have you an talked answer. about that. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have an answer for that, especially in the second. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. surprised by that. But we got through it. We got past yeah. it. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, but thank you for the call, good sir. Uh, we now go to St. Augustine, and we're talking to Rick in St. Augustine for the first time in about six weeks. What's up, Rick? Go ahead. Hey, boys. All right. St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah. We made the trip. Last year we were in Louisville. We made the trip up here to uh, Tallahassee this weekend. Last night we went to the basketball game. We saw Ira, but we were in the nosebleeds. We didn't get to say hi to him. Uh, we ended up at Corner Pocket a little late, Gene. You oh, yeah. were there. You were going to say hi, but you looked like you were uh, a little soft up having a good time. I didn't want to know what going on there. Me being soft uh, up at corner pocket, that never happens. Oh, we're soft up right now because we're, we're post-game tailgating here at the Bank of America right across the stadium. Nice, having a little nice. Rick Bruce cigar, you know. Um, 
mean, I mean, I don't know who the hell number 17 is for Miami, but I think we killed that guy tonight. <laughs> and when it comes down to everything, like the whole thing, like, hey, we we just beat Miami. I, I had him on my hard rock or the uh, – I had him on my, my bookie app. There you go. My bookie, I had him <laughs> – I had us to win by probably 20, and that didn't pan out, but who cares? We just beat Miami. Yep. Screw them. Yep. You know? Yep. We just beat Miami. We're 10-0. All we got to do is keep winning. There we so go. we just keep doing that. I'm going to be a happy guy. We're all going to be happy people, and we're going to be in the college football playoffs. And I don't know if I can get a ticket to wherever the hell we're playing a college football playoff game, but shit, I'll at least be watching it at home. And uh, ten and zero, Florida State. After the last two years, I didn't think this was going to happen. Well, none of us thought this was going to happen, right? We, we, I called you guys out here after the Notre Dame game, and I said Norvell's the guy. Norvell's our guy. We just lost to Notre Dame in twenty twenty one, but Norvell's our guy. Miami and Florida, they got to be thinking, damn, Norvell. Well, look at Napier. Look at Crystal Ball. <laughs> they suck. They <laughs> by a lot more. But who who cares, man? We're ten and zero. We're ten and zero. Go Knowles. Uh, hey, again, love you guys. Hey, next time I'm at Corner Pocket with you, I don't know where we're gonna end up. We might be there tonight. I don't know what's gonna happen after this. Yeah, I might end up there tonight. But, uh, if I can sneak out. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fun night. Ten and zero. I don't care what it looked like. We're ten and zero. All we gotta do is win, and we're in. Go Knowles. There it is. Let's go. There it is. Let's go, Rick. That's Thank it. you, sir. Very Man, nice. I, I love the passion. This is why I love doing this, Tommy. You know what? I had this brainchild about doing this, and I want to share this with the fans. And I love the passion of college football. You just hear stuff like that, and it's like, man, it puts it in perspective. We beat Miami three in a row. Jordan Travis, the first FSU quarterback to ever beat Miami three times, which is shocking to me because there have been so many long stretches of beating them. Um, so, I mean, congrats to that. And, and you're 3-0 against them. You can't take that away. And, again, like you pointed out, two years ago, you lost to Jacksonville State and you were 0-4, whatever the hell it is, and now you're 10-0. and And I know we have a little weird nitpicking about, well, we should beat Miami by 20 points, but it didn't. A couple things didn't happen right, so we didn't. But, man, you own the state. You're kings, you'll hopefully be kings of the state again in a couple weeks. You hopefully be ACC champs, and maybe you're going to the college football playoffs, a chance to win the national championship. How far has this team come? Oh, so far. And, uh, you know, I couldn't tell for a moment there if Rick was getting emotional or if he was just giggling. at, at uh, I think, Yeah. I think it was the oh. giggling. I think he's just oh, like, LSU up 17-7 on the uh, gate, speaking of those uh, lizards down south. so There you go. That's a score that we like. Uh, not one that we like in uh, Athens. It's 28-14. No, no. 28-14. We saw that one coming. We sure did. Uh, got some people to thank in the super chats, and the uh, that is uh, AKA the tip jar. Thank you very much for supporting us at Warchant TV. Uh, Brock says any win over Miami is great, no matter how may how bad it may seem. Agreed, agreed. True. Thank you very much, Brock. Thank you very much for the, the support of the program. Tony Siciliano says we beat my, a Miami team that was a top ten team before, forgetting how to take a knee. Let's be proud. Always a big win when we take down a state rival. Go Knowles. ten and zero. Keon is a top ten pick. Man, the versatility that Keon shows, Gene. Four catches for 20 yards and a touchdown, yeah. but the punt return changed the game. That the really would. That whole moment, especially was starting to get the momentum on their side, and that just totally flipped it at that point. You kind of felt like, okay, as long as they go and score, that's going to be it. But it, it, essentially it was. But yeah, yeah to, to flip that. And Tony, you're right. And that's what I don't like about the perspective. Miami as a talent in the way they're playing earlier, they were a top 10 team. And I made that point about Utah. 
I, I really don't. I think those are two probably equivalent teams, but the perception may be, well, they got a win, a seven point win over a ranked team or Florida State got a win over an unranked Miami. The same, same thing. Just as impressive. Dave says, uh, notice that there was a Tums commercial right after UM scored. <laughs> I didn't notice that. But I, that was where was our so game... great, great, great job by the marketers because that's what you need to do. <laughs> our game was presented by Tums. Go figure. I, I felt sick for a little while. I don't know about you, Dave. <laughs> uh, Todd says, uh, what do you guys think about JT slapping the ground and openly confronting sideline about bad plays that may perhaps be his fault? Rivalry game, emotion. Uh, Jordan has said because of watching his brother Devin making the road trips down to Mark Light Field and watching Florida State play Miami, that he has a special hatred yeah. for the Miami Hurricanes program from baseball because those stands get ornery too. Between oh, yeah. If you've been to Mark Light, oh, my gosh. It's terrible. So I think yeah. that there's a little bit of that. But, Todd, what I will say, Gene, I don't know if you agree with this or not. This is my personal opinion. He's doing that a lot this year where he's demonstrative at the sideline. It's, it's like, chill, man. Like. You know, sometimes it's on you, which is Todd's point. If you take a sack because you're waiting four and five seconds, that's on you, my man. You know, get rid of the ball. Get rid of the damn ball. Yes and no. I also like the passion. I like that he cares so much about this that he's fired up. I think he's earned the right to be pissed off occasionally. This isn't some yeah. startup quarterback, so I'm okay with that. Uh, but your point's well taken, too. I mean, part of that's on you. Um, so I don't, I don't have a big issue with it, but I like before it's like Norvell. I think whatever game it was a couple of weeks ago, where he said, calm down, stop taking this so seriously, go out and just have some fun. Yep. And I think that he did, didn't do that in this game. It looked like he was so serious about this game where he could have run around, you know, a little bit. I, that's why I say he seems like he's a better player, even throwing the football when you open up his game a little bit. It seemed like a lot. And I'm curious about your take, Tom, because you know how the zone read works. It seems like, again, early in the game, He's doing those zone reads, and you're seeing that end crash in, yeah. and he's still handing the ball off. Even if it's for show, I would say that in the first couple series, at least two times, keep it, go outside, make them respect that, because that will open up gaps for Trey Benson or Pofili to run through there, and they're just not showing that early on. It drives me nuts. He misses it from time to time, but I think for the most part tonight he made the correct read. Miami had a really good plan for it. This is where Josh – There were a couple where that would have been wide open, Tom. Yeah, there's, this is going back to Josh's call, though, You know about they have athletes. You know They're in a unique position yeah. like the teams we will see in the playoff if we get there and we finish the job here You know to, to be able to stop that. But still, you know even Gene, if let's say you account for it and you've got a safety in Jordan and it's one-on-one, I, I like Jordan's chances to make a guy miss You know yeah. a fair amount of the time. Uh, but uh, if he's complaining, though, to answer your question there, Todd, one more way, if he's complaining about DJ Lundy being out there and they've got some sort of sweep play to the left, by all means complain. I don't know what the hell that is. To the short side of the field on the five-yard line? Like they, if, love to, they love to just load up and go to the short side of the field near the goal line. I, I don't get it. If you don't have Johnny and Keon and Trey and Morlock, even if Bell's out of the game, like if you don't have those guys, I hear you. Get creative, but you do. Like, damn it. Is that the, really the way you want to go down swinging in the red zone? That was frustrating tonight, but again, Florida State wins. Uh, a couple more before we go back to the phone lines. JC, JC says it's a tough, gut-wrenching win. Hats off to the defense. Well done. Agree. Yep. Thank you, yep. JC, very much for the contribution. Uh, Kayvon, no comment, Woo! but uh, 100, 100 Canadian. Kayvon. I love it. 100 Canadian. Thank you very what, much. What does that convert to? About 10,000 U.S.? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, it goes the other way. I think it, yeah, have no it, idea. I remember, I remember that we, was it in, Ingar, who was a Russian, we'd get the, we'd get the rubles. Ingvar, was. And, he's still, he was watching. He said hello from St. Okay. Petersburg, the other St. Petersburg. Mrs. Z-Chan, oh, my goodness, back again. Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Z-Chan, thank you. Thankful for a win, but mercy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, agreed. 
Hope you've toasted. Hey, we get next week off at least. Thank goodness. We're not. This is. There'll be no sweat. There'll be no tums <laughs> against North Alabama next week. Marcus says we we are two mfers, Gene, and we get more handsome after every win. Well, then we're ten times as handsome as we were before the season started, right? Then thank you, yes. Marcus, after that first one. Love the show. I will not criticize against the Miami win, but I could. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, a few more. Henry says Norvell play calling in the red zone has to get better if we want to get fitted for rings. I don't disagree. That's a good point, Henry. And I Z-Tan, agree. the official DMD. I would like to call in, but I got no voice. Golly. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful we got that W on to the next one. Crown goes to the ref that tried to catch that Miami throw. <laughs> Remember <laughs> does that? He, does he get a PBU on that? How does that? I mean, and it was the umpire, so I said that's the best you I saw all day because it hit him in the belly. He didn't even try to get out of the way of that pass. Uh, nice job, umpire. And uh, where can we buy a new offensive line? Uh, there's a website for that, Z-Chan. I think you joined Battles them. end. Yeah, I think you joined them. Uh, by the way, they're at 1,300 members. Let's get them to 2,000. We've got a great right. fan base. Can we do 2,000 members? 2,000. Come on, let's get there, everybody, thebattlesend.com. Angela, hope you're still running strong. That was more stressful than it should have been. Wise words, yes. wise words. Uh, we'll finish out the Super Chats and head to the phone line. So Tyler Brew, what's up, Tyler? Gene, he's a rep for Jaeger. Uh, remember the free shots of Jaeger that were there at Corner Pocket last night? Oh, yeah. they tried. Yeah. That. Like, I showed up and literally at – I'm there at 5 o'clock. We sit down, and within five minutes, somebody's trying to give me a free Jaeger shot. I'm like, it's a little too early for that. We'd love to do it, but not you at 5 can, in the afternoon. You can thank or blame Tyler for that. Tyler, good to talk to you last night. Hope hey, you Tyler. Learned. I went to high school with his sister, Whitney, so I hope Whitney's doing well. All right, but Preston, we appreciate you appreciate you doing that for us. Preston, thank you very much for the contribution. I'm sure it's a lovely, lovely super sticker. Thank you, Preston. We, we now go to the Palm Coast. We've never talked to Scott before that I can see. Scott in the Palm Coast. He's been waiting patiently for only a half an hour. Go ahead, Scott. Welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, you got me? Oh, we, we got, got you, Scott. Bring it. Yeah, great. Hey, Gene, I just want to let you know your arms are looking buff in that bill by storm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Scott. You look good, man. I love you guys. Uh, I've actually met you, Gene, 2013 with my wife and I uh, at the Charlotte Duke game in Charlotte. And we're going to be there again 10 years later. It'll be yeah, fun. baby. Quick. Quick question, though, um, to let you guys go. Uh, are we more worried about Florida or Louisville in the ACC championship game? Hmm. Good question. Good question, Scott. And we appreciate whoever was in the background there. I don't know if that was your yeah, wife. Yeah, that was a good hoot there. I thought Scott was going to say he knew me because my, mo- my mom and lives out in Palm Coast. So, yeah, look beautiful out there, Scott. Um, and that's a really intriguing question. I mean, who do you fear more? I mean, inherently, going down to Gainesville is always daunting. I mean, you, you realize that. And it's the same thing. It's a rivalry game. Their season's over. They're going to want to ruin your season. But to me, I just think the matchup-wise, I just think Florida is so bad defensively that I yeah. think you're going to be able to just do whatever you want against them. And I, I like that kind of matchup when you can do that, I think. And, and plus the fact they're playing LSU now, then they got to go to Missouri. Mm-hmm. I just think they're going to be beat up by the time you play them in that yeah. game. Um, I, I like the matchup with Louisville too. I'm not too worried about Louisville, but obviously they're you know they're a talented team. They they found ways to win. I mean you you don't go whatever they are nine and one, ten and one, where the record is right now without being pretty darn good. So 
but yeah, so I probably, I don't know. I, I would say Florida just because it's Florida and it's, you would hate to lose to them in Gainesville. That'd be awful. Yeah. If there was no rivalry element, no swamp and it was yeah, just yeah. a neutral site and opponent and they don't have a, a helmet color or anything like that. Louisville would be the answer, yeah. but because of the circumstances of going to the swamp, I, I think it is, mm-hmm. it is indeed Florida and they could be playing for their bowl life. They probably will be playing for yeah. their bowl eligibility life that day. Uh, so there's a little desperation. We appreciate the call. We've got two more callers. These are the last two callers of the night on the war chant game day, post game call and show brewed up by our friends at DeLuna coffee. Although I see one person in the queue, I believe it is Wes. So Wes can come in. He could be the last caller. Terry. Yeah, absolutely. Wes is allowed in. So three more callers tonight and we will start with Marlon in Miami. We talked to Marlon earlier this uh, last month, I should say. Marlon, mm-hmm. go ahead. Welcome Hello, to Marlon. Program. Hey, what's up, Tom? What's up, Gene? Listen, I'm, I'm a little hoarse because I was at the game. You know, guys, you guys, I drive up with the candy canes. Uh, and they, I love this game. I love this rivalry. I've been in love with it since 87. And it was perfect. It was a perfect game. I don't care about the criticism. All I care is that we beat them, and I got to drive with them. They got to hear the war chant all <laughs> the way back down to Miami. Awesome. I love this. I love the atmosphere. I, I, it it reminded me when I was a freshman in 97. Doke was rocking that year. Doke was beautiful t- today. It was beautiful. I loved the lights. I loved everything. This game was just so perfect. I don't want to hear criticism this game because this is what we do. This is what we're supposed to be doing, beating our rivals. This is the best. Shout out to Corey and and, and Jeff. I saw him yesterday at the quarter park. I couldn't see you guys because I was just in and out because the Candy Canes didn't want to be there. But <laughs> again, this is what we need to be doing, kicking their asses on the field. I heard we had 10 five stars, so we're going to kick their asses on the on the recruiting side of this things michael lesson i know you got some nuggets for us i can't wait to read everything yep. you guys i love you guys i don't have a question i just wanted to come in and say this dope was rocking you guys are the best you keep us miami knows informed and i love you guys i love everything you do for us thank you guys uh, thank you marlon That's thank it. you marlon Enjoy that ride home, man. Play it on. How, 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 I mean, how much pressure is that when you're when you, you come up from Miami with a bunch of Miami fans to this game, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. thinking, imagine the flip side if you were to lose, having to go all the way down with them. Oh my goodness! Yep. But hey, to the victor goes the spoils, Marlon. Enjoy that ride down to South Florida. You got three years of bragging rights, baby. Yeah, that's it. You know that ride up. I'm there sure you it's go. More, it, <laughs> it's more fifty-fifty in the car in terms of the back and forth. How about 95-5? How about 99-1 on the drive back in terms of who's doing the talking? So, Marlon, enjoy that. Love that energy. And, Gene, he waited nearly 40 minutes to make that uh, observation and tell us how much passion he's feeling. That's why we got the best callers in the business here on the War Chain Game Day post-game show. Thank you for being a part of it. Nearly a 1,000, uh, excuse me, over a 1,000 of you right now. Hit that thumbs up underneath. Hit that thumbs up underneath. I can't say it enough. You're helping us find more Florida State fans. You could subscribe to the channel. It's absolutely free. Thank you for your consideration. If you're enjoying what we're doing, it's just a click away. It's right underneath the video here on the YouTube side of the operation. DJ in Denver. DJ in Denver is now our penultimate caller on the postgame show. Go ahead, DJ. Hey, what's up, uh, fellas? Uh, this is my first time calling in. And uh, I just had a few things to say. Um, you know, about the game in particular, like, um, I think, you know, Miami's pregame where they, where they swapped out the quarterback at the last minute, 
I think it caught us by surprise because I think our defense was was totally aligned for TBD. We were we were in pass coverage the whole first half. Miami was just running the ball, and I think um, Fuller and the defensive staff made a good adjustment. They knew the quarterback didn't know the playbook or didn't have full access to a full playbook, and so they just started blitzing the gaps and um, and uh, taking away that run game. Um, also, I think that the, uh, an earlier caller mentioned the blitzes and how they were successful against this. Uh, mostly, I think that's on Jay Trav because, you know, Miami did a very good job of disguising their fronts. So it's hard on 53 to kind of point out the alignment and who's got who. Jay Trav just have to get the ball out quicker, make quicker decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and lastly, um, you know, I think we are a very good team this year. And I think our superpower is our depth, right? We were probably the deepest team in the country. And um, and that's kudos to Norvell for building a really deep team. Um, but with that being said, I've noticed a lot of our big plays and our uh, misassignments are due to this depth. Like Knowles was in there. His misplay, I think if number one was in there or 20 was in there, they wouldn't have made such a bad play on that ball. Um, but with that being said, I think that strategy works for us because we leave, we leave the country in four quarter point differential. And I think it keeps our guys fresh, but I just noticed like, you know, our backup guys, they're really good, but you know, there's a difference in terms of like execution just by a little bit between the, uh, the, 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 the starters quote unquote and their reliefs. Um, but with that being said, I'm glad we won. Um, we need this week off to prepare for Florida. And um, shout out to Norvell. I wasn't the biggest Norvell fan, to be honest with you, but I have to give the man credit. He's built us into a really good, sustainable team. And uh, with that being said, go Nose and uh, um, 12 and 0. There you go. On the way to 12 and 0. Thank you, DJ. We Thank appreciate you, DJ. He, yeah. Tom, he, he brought up that thing that we've had the debate. And we've gone from the beginning of the season about his. That I found that interesting. The rotation he's got in key situations, he's got backups out there. But also to that point, FSU seems, especially on defense, they seem to own the second halves in games like this. You've got guys that are fresh, and uh, you know we hope the goal is also that there's more apt that they're going to be healthy later into the season because they're not getting banged up. So so far that plan has worked really well. But as he pointed out, man, you give up sometimes some big plays because you got a backup on the field that messes up, and they get that. But so far, playing the long game, you're sitting here at ten and zero. You just beat Miami. That long game seems to be working out pretty damn well. Yeah, that, it's uh, it's working for them. Uh, I think if not for a fluke, you you do the same thing to Miami that you were gonna that you did to Duke, which is just you run away with it. You know, you just keep on going, you keep pressing. Yeah, they should have run away. And, with it. It, it, and everything, everything was in play to run away with it in the second half. It did not happen that way. But one thing I will say in the first half, I, I noticed this um, to your point is uh, there were a couple of times where Shaheem was not on the field at safety, and I found that interesting with the rotation, like that they pulled thirty eight hmm. off the field, and you've got. Akeem Denton, Kevin Knowles out there together. I just, I don't know yeah. that I've seen that a whole lot. It was strange, um, but they do rotate. They rotate everywhere. And uh, when you play nine straight after the bye week, Gene, including the ACC championship yeah. game, that's got to be part of the math too. The good news for Florida State is you aired it out tonight. You won twenty-seven to twenty. You're ten and zero on the season. And if you need a breather, a lot of guys can get one next week against North yep. Alabama. Yep. So 
Then you air it out for Florida in just a couple of weeks. We've got one more caller, and we're going to get to him in just a moment. This is our final break of the evening on the War Chant Game Day Post Game Call-In Show, brewed up by our friends at DeLuna Coffee. Our head coach has a taste for the finer things in life. Personally, I like to picture him in front of a fireplace, clad in a garnet and gold velvet robe, with a glass of Lagavulin 16 and a Cuban cigar. Rumor has it, Coach has a brand new Bengal tiger rug and a photo of Brian Kelly on his mantle. Now, while Coach has high-powered offensive weapons at his disposal, FSU fans need only one thing to start their game day. That's DeLuna Coffee's Blue Angels Blend. Talk about high-powered. This jet fuel in a cup will have you feeling like you can take down a 500-pound tiger yourself. Two cups will have you wanting to boost an F-18 for the pregame flyover. Our advice, though, leave the hunt to the professionals. It doesn't mean that you still can't enjoy the finer things in life, just like Coach Mike. Trust me when I tell you, DeLuna Coffee makes for one hell of an espresso martini. Head to DeLunaCoffee.com today to find out more. Gene Williams will be back in just a moment. We want to say thank you to Troy Knoll, who says he can't wait to see us next weekend. All the way from Wyoming is Troy Knoll. Uh, last year, he came to the first game we did at uh, Hotel Indigo. Next week's broadcast from Hotel Indigo will be 3.30 p.m. So we can't wait to see Troy Knoll at that point. You're all good, Gene. Just, just saying thank you to Troy Knoll, who will be there at Hotel yeah. Indigo uh, next week. He'll be coming down from Wyoming. And Troy is a big right. supporter of what we do at Warchan TV and uh, all of our daily programming. So thank you, Troy. And then Preston met him from Baton Rouge last night at the corner pocket. Didn't initially recognize you, Preston, today, but uh, I enjoyed talking to you at Hotel Indigo once I figured out, oh, Baton Rouge, Preston, what's good? He says, Jordan, pull the ball. He's like you, Gene. He says, mm-hmm. pull the ball. Yes, yes. Keep them honest. They can't crash the middle if they. If there's a chance Jordan's going to get outside that tackle and start running down the field. Yep. So uh, thank you, Preston. Uh, yes, the first round's on you next year. It's your turn. Uh, Seadale says, I want to see us in the playoff, not thinking of a natty, but if we can get the final four, anything can happen. We play up to our competition a lot, so that's a good and bad thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, you get to the Final Four, Gene. It is an unmitigated success yes. for Florida State. It is a slam dunk of a season. Florida do you, State do you is feel done. like you're a little playing with house money at that point? Because we went this season going ACC champs would be great. You know, I think playoffs, we thought, well, that'd be, you know, it's this possibility you might make the playoffs. That'd be great. But I think... To me, maybe you play a little more loosey-goosey. You get to the playoffs. You already got your undefeated in regular season, your ACC champs. Yeah. yeah. Or, think, or the expectation's high enough that you think you're going to go in there and well, just win it. If we're playing Ohio State or Michigan, I expect to win the ball game and go play for the title. Like that, that's, where I, that's where I stand I right now. I agree with you, yeah. But, Gene, if they get there, like you can't take anything away. Like It's done. Like yeah. In terms of that will be known by December whatever, like uh, second or third because it's early this year in the, in the month. Uh, that first Saturday in December. And then you'll have about 18 days to recruit for the early signing day on December 20th saying, guys, we went to the playoffs. So if there's maybe a pitch that you can make Mm -hmm. to flip somebody late and say, we went 13 and 0, come ride this train. Maybe more people sign up for the battles and they get to 2000 like they want to do. You got some more uh, resources to make a a nice pitch uh, to kids. Gene, you can't take anything away at whatever happens in the playoff. It doesn't really matter in the, in the recruiting game, in the long game, you know? You also get Daryl Jackson in the playoffs, don't you? So that, we got a little bit more push there on that defensive front. Might be just downright nasty going into the playoffs. Yep, 100%. And he's, I'm guessing he has fresh legs. Uh, yes. <laughs> he uh, he has been practicing actively, but that yes. ain't the same as playing. He's, he'll be nope. ready to go and be a part of that rotation. 
Our final caller of the evening in the 352, but he's on his way home. See, see he was here in Tallahassee for the game because he's a big-time fan. Yep. Enjoyed seeing him last night briefly before we took off from the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. But it's Wes in the Villages. Wes, welcome to the program. What's up, fellas? Happy hey, to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my way back. It was great seeing you guys last night at the CP. Had a good time. I couldn't make it up to Indigo today, but glad I got to see you guys last night. I'll be back up next week for uh, North Alabama, and uh, hopefully be able to make it up there. My daughter, I'm going to bring her back with me, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for uh, letting me uh, sneak in at the last minute. I just want to save everybody listening. If you haven't already, smash that like button. And if you haven't, subscribe to Warchant.com, the best in the business. There's still a great promo get you some Deluna coffee. It's fantastic. It'll keep you going strong. My brother, Ed, you guys be good and go Knowles. There we go. Thank you very much, he Wes. Called, he's called and waited just to do the promo, man. Wes, you're the best. Safe tra- travels back to the villages. That is fantastic. Thank you, Wes. That, that yeah, was great. A- I got to hang out with Wes a little bit at CP last night, talk some sports, and he was so complimentary to the entire staff, Tom. Just loves you guys. Uh, well, Wes is, I mean, again, folks out there, we mean this. We're not here without you. We're not here without Wes. We're not here without anybody who made the calls, everybody in the chat. If you weren't here, we wouldn't be either. So thank you very much. And I hope you're basking in the glow of a win like tonight where, yeah, it wasn't as pretty, but the farther you get away from triple zeros, Gene, doesn't it just feel better and better? Yeah, it does. And better? It does. Well, we get there. You're like me. You're taking notes. You're looking at this, man. We missed that play. I mean, oh, they, they did this. The game should have been over. And you're sitting there with less than a minute and you're still sweating the game out, you yep. know, to the last base, almost the last play. Like, again, really, do we have to do that? But then you look up, you're 10 or no, you beat Miami for the third year in a row. Yes, you and, did. Uh, life is good. There it is. Live looking. Yep. At <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like one half of it is functional. One half of it is functional. And no. you got to do this. Florida State scored a few touchdowns today. So, therefore. Touchdown, Abajou! Touchdown, Abajou! Come on, Gene, one more time. Touchdown, Touchdown, Galactic. Touchdown, Touchdown, If you're waiting for that, it was worth the wait. It's always there. Yes. He is Iron Mike. Anytime Genie's been on the sidelines for a Miami game, he wins. He missed it for COVID that first year. That's right. He is undefeated as a <laughs> actual full-time coach against Miami, and hopefully will remain so. And never lose to the scum. Eating W's tonight is Florida State. So, uh, Gene, final thoughts and promotions coming up uh, over the next 24 hours here on Warchant.com and Warchant TV. What do you got cooking for yeah, they us? Got, you know, they got last, last thoughts before we get into that. Uh, you heard in the broadcast, I've never seen this before, they called out the replay booth. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that part? That was bizarre yes. to me. So the, the safety thing, and they said, we called, we talked, there was somebody supposed to get back to us and come in, they did, and then they said this, the, uh, the spearing on Jordan, same thing. And we've, we, we called and no, they didn't get back to us. Like, I've yeah. never heard a broadcast call out the replay booth like that. Yeah. So, Gene, that they was were weird. Yeah. They, they got so pissed. That tells you that during the break, <laughs> that they, you got to admire this. You know, even if one of the calls, you know, goes Florida State's way, not Miami's way, you got to admire that the two guys in the booth are so pissed off about a call that doesn't go the way they think it should that they actually walk somebody over yeah. to the ACC booth the first time and say, <laughs> What are you watching, you blind MFers? And then the second time they decided to call the bat phone in the booth and say, What are you watching, you blind MFers? I, I, 
Got to appreciate. You know what the I feel like doing that when we're talking about this, and I know we I would love the gift queued up from Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal. When uh, when you know John McClain says that, because it's like these. This is what we deal with every week with these idiot morons in the ACC. Yep. These broadcasts, like, how is this happening? No, this is our life. Dealing yep. with these idiots all the time. So anyway, I just want to point out. Oh, so anyway, back to. So yeah, we'll have uh, grades up. We'll see. I'm guessing not great grades. Maybe defensively, we'll see. Uh, some things I'm thinking Jordan probably will not grade out real well in this. So we'll have that coming up. Um, you know, Ira's three to one. Corey's column tonight. The war chant wrap. So after this, you can go now watch Mike Norvell's postgame press conference, including a lot of players yes. as well. You'll get to hear them from them as well. And uh, just, man, it's just the countdown is on. And then Tuesday night, like I said, nine o'clock, we'll have the live reaction yep. uh, for where the playoff committee, again, probably doesn't really matter. But again, there you go. Look at that. Look at Ben. Good job, Ben. <laughs> that was a quick poll. How about that? That's awesome. Nice job. That's the, this is the season for this movie, yes, too. Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. It is, and it is a Christmas movie. It's the only Christmas movie we get our daughters to watch with us. You know, they they they're done. They won't watch Elf. They won't watch Rudolph. But they uh, will watch Die Hard with us for Christmas. Yeah, th- for us, uh, this one makes the cuts musical, but it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. That is always, okay. always, always. But yeah, I believe it is a Christmas movie because it is. It's just a fact. Yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, great. We'll be uh, yeah, we'll be home next week again. We'll have a happy hour, corner pocket, like we do every every home game. Great mm-hmm. place to go. And I know I've got uh, the real Frank the Tank is on his way over. Going to probably try to drag me out there tonight. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. And um, and then yeah, and then Hotel Indigo for our season finale. Kind of sad it's coming to an end. How where did the season go, Tom? I can't believe oh, we're man. we're almost done with the regular season. So it's been it's been a great ride. They got a few more to win though. But they do really have fun. And like I said, we will have we'll be partnering up with the Charlotte Club for events for the ACC championship game as well. So lots of good stuff on the coming on War Chant. That special ends tomorrow, I believe. Uh the 50% off victory special. Oop, there you go, it man. is. There it is. Big game victory special. Uh so get in on that one. Uh, in the meantime, and yeah, uh, it's been it's been fun, man. Great job, Tom and Ben and Terry screening calls. And I look forward to seeing Ralph tomorrow at Corner Pocket because he's got some oh, stuff yeah. to give to uh, Terry. So great job. Great meeting all the people I got to meet out at Corner Pocket and Indigo in the last couple of days. So let me preview of what's coming up on the channel. Um, we're loaded up on the site. Please, you know, give us a shot. Give us your business at Warchant.com. You're really going to enjoy it. And uh, Gene hit, hit the thank yous, so I don't have to. But thank you to everybody out there. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it. But on the channel tonight, it's not just post-game coverage. It's not just from inside the recruiting, channel. too. Yes. yes. So we've got Mike. Here's the list of what we got. The wrap is coming up soon. Uh, but you got Mike Norvell, Akeem Dent, Kalen Deloach, along with Jordan and Keon. So uh-huh. that's a, a lot in, in the way of players. Also, Trey Benson was available to the media. We've got the Mario Cristobal post-game. If you want to hate Ooh. watch, there you go. And then in addition to that, I'm looking in the back end of our site right now. Uh, Cam Coleman, five-star wide receiver on campus. He's a Jimbo commit. We're trying to flip. He's and flipped. LJ. Oh, when you say he flipped. Uh, oh, then, how good would that be, Jimbo? Oh, man, it's steal somebody from Jimbo. That would be yep. just awesome. That's not quite up yet. It will be soon. And then LJ McCray as well, who just committed yeah. to Florida. He's a five-star defensive lineman. He's already back. You don't want to go to that 
dumpster fire in Gainesville. Come on, buddy. That is correct. So again, I stress, we don't yet have 1,500 members of our number one collective. If you want to see some of those names that are going to be on the channel come Florida State's way, you know what to do, folks. But the channel is loaded up with content tonight. So jump by, you know, it's right underneath here if you're on YouTube. You see Florida State Football War Chant TV. Just click that puppy, and it takes you to the list of all the videos that we have available. So that's what you need to do on the way out. Tomorrow night on the channel is the Sunday Smash with special host Jeff Cameron, who hates Miami oh. more than anybody else. So it'll be Irish O'Fell, as always, five-star Irish O'Fell, and Jeff uh, holding it down tomorrow night. We've got the shows on Monday. Wake Up War Channel be in your feeds and on the channel here first thing in the morning. Jeff Cameron show at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday. And as Gene said, somewhere between 9 and 9.30, because we got to wait for that first basketball game on ESPN to end before they release the rankings. But that will be the show at that point. So we are loaded up. Just do us a favor and hit the subscribe button to this channel. It, this one's totally free. Warchan is basically free because you get 50% off for the year. Uh, but uh, I'm looking at some of the notes we have now. Gene, we're loaded up. I've got uh, the Slack channel. I've got – there's a, a group text with Ira and Ben. We've got so much to do tonight. Still so much to come on the website. So where would you go? Anywhere else but Warchan TV and Warchant.com. To the 800-plus of you who are still here – Thank you. You've been here for nearly two hours two now hours. on an wow. N&O Saturday. Hit that thumbs up button underneath the video before you go. And enjoy the hell out of the rest of your Saturday. Happy Veterans Day, and thank you to those who served, especially. I know it's not Memorial Day, but to those who did not come home as well. We thank you yeah. so much for your service of our country. College football is meaningless without what you have done for us. So thank you. Thank 100%. you very much. For everybody behind the scenes, Ben, Terry, and Gene to my right on the screen. I am Tom. This is it. This is another victory edition of the post-game show. Thank you to DeLuna Coffee for their sponsorship of the program this year. And celebrate 10-0. and 0. Cheers, everybody, and good night. Go Knowles. Good night.